The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. As part of President Trump's crackdown, ICE agents detained a husband driving his pregnant wife to deliver their baby. They were just on their way to the hospital to have a baby when ICE took him away. A sad story that uh, uh, I can't uh, believe Trump me. would... Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, he's an illegal wanted for murder. He's an illegal wanted for murder. He's an illegal immigrant f- no, that, that is wanted that for murder in Mexico. I'm not even sure he's illegal. I mean, Chris, you would expect me to believe the media would miss that part. The media. Yes, the yes. On the fourth estate. Yes. These unbiased journalists would miss that part of the story. Yes. Because I saw headlines over the weekend, like the Washington Post. Okay. ICE arrested a man driving his pregnant wife to give birth. She drove herself to the hospital. I mean, it doesn't say illegal. Mm. It doesn't even say undocumented. It doesn't say wanted for murder. Yeah. I mean, it could have been something like, um, I mean, if this, if you're, what you're telling me is true, mm-hmm. it would be, holy crap. ICE nabbed suspected murderer. Yes. I mean, yes. that's huge because ICE, yes. Yes. you know, doing their job. Hey, yes. we got this guy. The reason we're here is to protect Americans and protect the border. We got him. Look yep. at this. He's wanted for murder in Mexico. If you're wanted for murder in Mexico, damn, because they just let you kill three or four people before before you even register, right? That is true. <laughs> I mean, if you're only wanted for one murder in Mexico, uh, you're automatically a federale. <laughs> you're part of the state police, right? Now, Chris, come on. Sacramento B. They were on their way to the mm-hmm. hospital to have a baby when ICE took him away. That's the headline. Yeah, that's, you're that's telling me wrong. the Washington Post, the Sacramento B, CBS News. What did it ICE write? detains man driving pregnant woman to hospital to deliver baby. Yeah, that's wrong. Three headlines. None of them mention illegal. Yeah, he's illegal. None of them mention wanted for murder. He's... Time magazine. Oh, okay. I don't know why they're still around. ICE agents detained a man driving his pregnant wife to hospital. Again, pregnant wife, hospital, detained man. Not illegal. Not wanted for murder. Right. There's another way to describe that man if what you're telling me is legit. Okay. A wanted murderer. Yes. International wanted murder. There it is. Uh-huh. See... You're wanted for murder in another country, and you come to America. Wow, that should st- scare the hell out of anybody. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, slate. ICE officers arrest man who is driving pregnant wife to, ho- wife to hospital for C-section. Okay. They, they added that more. little piece yeah. in there, yeah. but couldn't add in murderer. Murderer. Illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Magazine. ICE arrests husband. Husband now. Okay. So uh, they they went and did the due diligence to find out, do they have a marriage license? Yes. They did that, but they didn't check. Does he have proper documentation? Is he wanted for murder? They couldn't do a little uh, background check. Anything like that. Will you stop a marriage? Yeah. Ice arrest husband who was taking his wife to give birth at hospital. Hmm. 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 Newsweek. Ice agents, comma, part of Trump crackdown. Whoa. Comma. Detain husband driving pregnant wife to deliver baby. Ah, 
Who's in charge of ICE ultimately? Trump. President Trump. Mm-hmm. They don't mention anything about Mexico's president. Nothing. No, 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 no. Shockingly, NBC News was one of the few major news outlets to report he is a murder suspect. Oh, good. They were, uh, um, his last name is Lara. Lara was arrested because of an outstanding warrant issued for his arrest in Mexico on homicide charges. Huh. Hmm. So NBC News got it. Wow, Chris, you might be right. Wow. (laughs) Who would have thunk it? Wow, if NBC News is willing to report he's a murder suspect, uh, what other thing do we not know? They're like, oh, okay, okay, go ahead and report he's a murder suspect. It'll throw them off the scent of uh, of what this is over here. He voted for Hillary. (laughs) Well, we know that happened. Come on. He might be the president of NBC News. (laughs) Just like... Just go ahead and put he's a murderer, he's okay? Re- he's the uh, outreach for the for the Hispanic community. <laughs> he sits on the board of directors. They're like, can we go ahead and take that off the website? <laughs> Just remove that before anybody looks. Chris, you're telling me that the media would knowingly omit this. Oh, yes. The biggest part of this story is not that they arrested him while he's driving nope. or get to the hospital to give birth. Has nothing. Ice nabbed a suspected murderer. Yes. Damn, that's big. Yes, good job for doing your job. <clears throat> Secondarily, they were on the way to the hospital. Here's why we know the the way they even uh, spun this doesn't matter. Mm. Okay, it sounds sensational. Pregnant wife driven on the way to hospital. Ice arrests him. Here's the thing. If you're um, illegal in the country, you know mm. that, right? Yeah. You know there's a possibility. Um, you're pregnant for about, about nine months, 40 yes. weeks. Yes, yes. A normal good pregnant. Right. So... They had 40 weeks to plan how she was getting to the hospital. Yes, yes, yes. If he's in the yes, country yes. illegal, 40 weeks to say, you know, Laura, um, I'm going to have to get driven to the hospital here, but you're illegal. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and plan something else. Right? I mean, there's all kinds of ways you could do this. And not to mention the fact that this was a C-section, meaning if they knew it was a cesarean section on their way to the hospital, it meant there was even greater planning ahead. Yes, yes. See, you go to the hospital and they're like, sorry, it's got to come out the window, not the door. Okay, got it, right? Yeah. That happens occasionally. Sometimes it's an emergency. Emergency C-section, got it. But if they knew they were on the way to get a C-section, even more forethought, and nobody thought, huh, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll the dice on this or whatever. He knew, she knew, they knew. He was in the country illegally, it looks like, and a murder suspect and they had at least 40 weeks to plan for this. Gotcha. So that's the big deal? No. It's that ICE did their job. <laughs> but they don't want you to know ICE did their job. By the way, this is uh, just two days before this started being reported. Just two days before. Last week, 350 newspapers all across the Fruited Plains wrote op-eds complaining about Trump attacking the media for their bias and fake news. Two days after 350 newspapers and media outlets carried their own editorials blasting the president. How dare you attack the media for being fake news and being biased? Uh, They report... A story that is fake news and bias blaming Trump. 
There it is. What more proof do you need? And they're just going to ignore that? Someone needs to ask him about this. Hello, Washington Post, Sacramento Bee, CBS, ABC, Times, Slate, New York Magazine, Newsweek, on and on and on. Why did you report this story this way and omit that he was wanted for murder and illegal? Why did you not include that? The only reason you would even suspect that it was an immigration violation is that it was ICE. If they had put police arrest man driving his pregnant wife to give birth, she drove herself to the hospital. You'd go, oh, okay, what did he, what did he do? Oh, sorry. it could be any number of crimes. ICE, oh, immigration violation, he must be illegal. Okay. Why didn't you report the rest of it? And how do you answer to the fact that you keep pretending that the president is out of line when he calls you out for being fake news? I don't like the president, any president, attacking the media, questioning the sanctity of the First Amendment. But President Trump has a really good point here. The media is biased, has been biased, and are fighting to tell you they're not biased. Shocking. All right, tell us what you've learned along the way today with the hashtag, what I learned today. Oh, do we have the, uh, the, the rap video? We do. We do have the rap Explain video. Explain what the, who, who is this? this is, I have is, no idea. Is this an, Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai has Mordecai is our rap expert. And by that, I cultural. mean cultural outreach to the uh, youth. Millennial outreach. Yes. And by that, yes. I mean he's really dumb because of the rap thing. <laughs> You're you're a big rap fan. I hate you guys so much. You're a big rap fan. Boy, this is I'm your a story. Big rap fan, yeah. This is your story. I don't have headphones. Okay, yeah. so uh, <laughs> who is who is this rapper? Is uh, this a popular rapper? Yeah, he's pretty popular. His name is Logic. His like not recent album, but the album before that. I mean, was I'm about... asking for everybody else. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, anyways, um, his recent album, who? Yeah, it was all about equality and you know ending right. racism and all that other stuff. And he just some released, sick tracks, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sick. Uh, so so dope. You know, radical. Um, Sly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw this song on my on my YouTube uh, page. And so this is just out there. They're put it out there. This is not yeah, some weird like avant garde underground. No weird kid no, in his he's basement. Been, no, he's okay. been pretty popular. Popular for a while. rapper. This is going to get some attention just because of his name yeah. and successes. Yeah. Okay. Do we do we have some of it? We do have okay. some of it. All right. Now I'm going to play uh, some of this for those of you just getting the audio. You're not watching the Blaze TV. Uh, you're going to be like, okay, it's rap. You're not going to fully get it. But the video portion is all about the government being the big bad guy ripping children from the See, parents' okay. arms. That's where I got mixed feelings about it really because the video shows that but the song itself is talking about starting from the bottom you know the from the ghetto blah 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 you know being around drugs and guns but coming up and and being a better person and and striving in america okay see but that plays into the narrative the video is them it's all this crazy pro illegal stuff like supporting the left's narrative on this stuff so, yeah, that can make sense if you're showing people that are immigrants, illegal or not, and you're like, look at them, they're coming up from the bottom, doing the yeah. right thing type of thing, omitting all of the other problems with the idea of illegal immigration. Well, here's just a little clip for you. Here's Ice literally ripping a baby from her arms. This is the beginning of the video. Dragging her away. I know what I mean. Most of these rappers. 
like bomb threats. Oh, there's another family. A young white boy and his dad putting a Nazi cap on him. If you rich or you poor, we got always one. Like a Nazi paraphernalia. Up. Classic. Back to the illegals. The detention center. The older son who was separated when they ripped the baby goes to the detention center. Ten years later, this is our country. It's our land. We stole it fair and square. Black slave, black pride, nothing wrong with whites saying white pride. Uh, We will fight for our family. No one will stand in our way. We'll do whatever is necessary. Oh, the other kid was shot. Is that what's going on? Yeah, so the white... No. Okay, let's hang on one second. Let's, let's explain what's going on. Okay, so it shows the kids when they were young. Um, uh, a kid and then a baby both being separated from the parents at the border. Yes. Okay, baby ripped from the arms. Other kid goes to a detention yes. center, literally locked in a cage. Yes. You know, the whole thing. Um, meanwhile, you go... What a, a, a comparison, right? A yes. parallel yeah, yeah. is a kid about the same age, a white kid in this perfect little rich suburban neighborhood, and dad showed him his Nazi collection and puts a Nazi cap on him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. White kid, 10 years later, uh, joined some sort of Aryan movement or whatever. We stole this land fair and square. Yeah. And uh, the other kid <laughs> is uh, gunned down. No, 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 no. The, the white, white kid, kid is gunned down. Gets stabbed. Oh, okay. By a black guy that he was trying to stab, and then well, justice then because he's yes. white. Gotcha. <laughs> and then the immigrant kid that got separated from his family became a doctor and saved him. And then at and the end, oh, the life him. lesson. Oh, him. wow. See, and really? then it shows where where they, he has blood all over his chest, and so he like you know caught and got, and grabs a, a cot swab, and they yeah. see his tattoos, his Aryan brother tattoos i see and they look at each other like oh man like but what then are if we you gonna notice, do this is a powerful it's a powerful uh moment in the music video because everybody in that er mm-hmm. immigrants uh and minorities you got oh. the Asians, you got the blacks they're you got the hispanics and they're still willing to save this and evil they, white person still save, him. save this nazi <laughs> their person. love transcends yeah. his hate yes and then he closes out the with, love of all people of color transcending yes. the hate of all white <laughs> yes. people. Gotcha. Yes. Very powerful. And uh, this uh, is called One Day? Uh, yeah. Yes. Because one, one day. One day. That, one day it's going to happen. That Hispanic that got ripped out of that mom's arm yep. will save yeah. your life as a white Nazi. Yep. <clears throat> yep. I understand. But one that. day. One day. That seems just a little bit um, biased. But he's uh, not trying one-sided. to divide. No, he's trying yeah. to unite. In the rap, he said he's not trying to divide. Oh, yeah. he's he said trying to unite black, people. Black, whites, Asian, Hispanic, all come together because one gotcha. day, you know, gotcha. we'll <laughs> one it. day. You know, um, would I'm just throwing this out there. If you really wanna, really wanna show people coming together, maybe you show um, some of the white people that are doing good things in the world. Oh, there's another. Yeah, no, no? I know what crazy. that means separately, like mm. white people doing good things. But it doesn't. But really. together, I don't know what that means. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. That's really weird. Or okay, maybe you point out that there are some non-white people who do some bad things too. That's oh, impossible. that's impossible. Is that impossible? That's, yeah, that's. There's, is it oh. too hard to find them? Yeah, yes. too hard to find. You're like they're you've been looking on the people. street. That, they're all good yeah. people. You just open up with the stories of a father mm. being ripped out of his family. <laughs> that's right. As he's the, trying to take his, his wife. wife. Yeah. For a C-section. Maybe one day that murderer will not be ripped from his family. No, maybe his wife's one going day. In for a C-section. One day. One day. Maybe one day. One day. <laughs>
Okay, well, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, the reason Mordecai is uh, monitoring the rap community and rap offerings is so we don't have to. Yes. Is that, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I suppose at this moment I should tell you about the WaxRx system. You should because uh, right now my ears are like so clogged up because I don't understand this video. I so think it's, not... it has to do with the wax buildup. I think so. All you have to do is clean them out <laughs> properly with the uh, WaxRx system. Go to usewaxrx.com and order the system today. It's a three-step system that will effectively, safely, and efficiently clean the earwax out of your ears. What does that mean, safely? Well, if you're shoving stuff in your ears to clean it out, that's not really that safe. And effectively and efficiently, meaning it's going to do a good job and efficiently because it's not expensive. It's not like going to the doctor's office to have them do it. You know, you get stuff built up like that and you don't want to shove something in your ear and take it upon yourself to possibly damage your ear, you got to go to the doctor and they charge you a doctor visit. They bill your insurance and a copay. Just do it yourself at home. Order the WaxRx system. Go to usewaxrx.com. The promo code you're looking for is radio to get it shipped to your door for free. It's usewaxrx.com. All right, coming up, we're going to get some of your tweets. The hashtag we're looking for is what I learned today. Good morning, please inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. I'd like to offer you now more examples of Trump derangement syndrome from just this weekend. More TDS and progressive media bias. We go now to some audio and video of Al Sharpton over the weekend on MSNBC speaking about Trump's dog comments and calling people dogs. He's barking like a dog. Choked. He choked like a dog. Choked like a dog. Choked like a dog. We've seen you employ people, expect unwavering loyalty, teach them tricks and give them treats for a job well done. Like, oh, six figures worth of hush money to silence an alleged affair, for example. But the moment they deviate from their good behavior and fail to fetch, you publicly condemn them or Twitter with animalistic slurs. Steve Bannon was, quote, dumped like a dog. Like a dog. You tweeted after he was fired. Sally Yates, you said, she choked like a dog during her Senate testimony on the Russia investigation. And now Amarosa. That doesn't include all those outside your orbit you've hit with a canine cut down. Like when you referred <laughs> to black down. NFL players mm-hmm. as sons of, well female dogs but i think you might have learned a lesson this week sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal and while we're talking (laughs) about female canines Uh you know what they say about payback Uh it's a real Uh well you i'm sure you know the word i'm thinking of yeah so in the words of my late friend aretha franklin show some r-e-s-p-i-c-t wait what and the next time you R-E-S-P. get a black woman and a beagle I? confused. Remember this. CT? I got you. Uh, R-E-S-P-I-C-T? You know what they say about payback? 
it's a real I'm sure you know So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin Show some Show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T <laughs> Remember this R-E-S-P-I-C-T I got you You know And Come on Come on Al Come on now I'm what? gonna I'm gonna I'll give him a little bit of a pass. It was hard for him to break it down like that without the jogging suit and big chains. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Gonna... Well, Doc, it is very <laughs> difficult to read a R E S P I C T. It's very difficult for you to read a, a, a teleprompter that has probably the correct spelling. Let's of say that word. let's say probably. Yeah. Let's say probably. Um. Yeah, that's fine. You don't know how to spell it and even if you don't know don't you at least know the song so you learn how to spell it yes and i thought they were friends so that means that you probably played that song a thousand times al in the uh, back in the day driving his big old hoopty r-e-s-p-i-c-t uh, maybe wait, he what? misunderstood during the song could that be it too maybe this whole time respect him respect al sharpton he demands your respect <laughs> By the way, that 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 word is so close to a. Uh, uh, no, it's not. No? It's not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Mm. It's a canine oh, yeah. cut down. Is canine cut down? Amorosa. Sometimes you get bit with a book deal. Yeah, the dog bite bites back. Al has nothing. MSNBC, wow. That's uh, even shocking for them and Al. Good thing they demoted him for weekends. <clears throat> right. <laughs> this guy has a show. He has a whole week. This guy has a show on MSNBC. Granted, it's only weekends, but still, they put him on TV. And after all these years of them putting he's still no better. It's funny because James Wood had that same feeling on Twitter over the weekend. <clears throat> this guy has a national television broadcast. From... NBC. Yes. They said this is the hill we want to die on. Yes. No, seriously. They said this is the, he represents the NBC brand. Yes. Incredible. And the, and the only reason you put him on is because of his bias. That's all it is. That's the whole and thing. And he's a character. Speaking of bias and people losing shows, <gasps> Michelle Wolf, back, 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 gone with her deal <laughs> at Netflix. No. I know. Who would have thunk that? What? Who saw that coming? Um, clearly, Netflix and all of Hollywood leans to the left. Clearly, they wanted her to have a show or they wouldn't have offered it. And it's at least partially based on her bias. So it couldn't have been her bias that got her fired. It's no. the fact that she's not. What's the word I'm looking for? Funny. Funny. Nope. Not I tweeted me. out. I saw you tweet about it, too. I did that. Listen, I have no hope that you're actually going to, you know, Promote more people, gives you know uh, libertarian comedians mm -hmm, an mm -hmm. opportunity. Can you at least find somebody that's funny? Thank you, <clears throat> thank you. Well, hopefully we're still in the running. I hope so too. I tweeted at them. We're not liberal, but we're kind of funny. We're funnier than Michelle Wolf. So you know, come on. Hey, if you're struggling to uh, get in shape and eat healthy and uh, live longer, because that's what it's all about, is uh, something you need to do in your diet. You need to get those vegetables back in your diet. I saw another thing over the weekend about uh, broccoli and uh, cabbage type products, even things like Brussels sprouts, going to help you live much longer and fight cancer. 
So if you're somebody that's like, yes, I know that, Doc, I know it, but I hate the vegetables, take them in a different form. Eat the vegetables in a different form, a powdered form from Brickhouse Nutrition. If you go to BrickhouseDoc.com, you can order their Field of Greens, Field of Greens at BrickhouseDoc.com. If you order it, they'll send it out to you. You mix a scoop with water or any other liquid, drink it down, and you've got a full serving of those vegetables that you need in your diet. It's real food. It's not just an extract or the vitamins. It's something you need in your diet, just in a different form. It'll make you much healthier as you get that in your diet. So go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order Field of Greens. BrickHouseDoc.com. Dan Herring saying, what a lot RSPI before he accept with CT or something <laughs> like that. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. More on examples of TDS and progressive media bias. Let's stick with MSNBC from the weekend where a panelist clearly has Trump derangement syndrome. But this, again, this is the most vocal president, at least in real time, that we've had in recent memory, right? He is the leader of the free world. Oh, no, he's not. You're not the leader of the free world, but sorry. Well, <laughs> hold it one second. We're going to have to back that up again Whoa. here. So this is one panelist speechifying. Okay. And then there's another two panelists, uh, some fat old chick and some fat old dude sitting next to her. I think they have names, but okay. Who cares? Okay. Um, do you even know who they are? No. It's not like you're like, oh, a celebrity that I know. It's just some, <laughs> you know what they are? Democrat strategist. It's just random person to give, present some Somehow bias. they have side. a lot of strategists. They do. still lose. Yeah, not very, not very no, good at strategizing. No. Um, anyway, so the one panelist, I don't know who she is or what her point is, but she says the, Trump is the leader of the free world. That is a, a standard reference to the president of the United yes. States. doesn't matter who they are. No. I said it about Obama and Bush mm-hmm. and so on and so forth back. So it's a standard comment. Um, it's just become something, it has become something that people say. The other uh, fat old lady is like, oh, no, he's not. And it's almost like a white diamond and silk. You'll Reverse. hear. Right, right. Because the, the old white, fat white lady is like, no, he's not. And the dude is like, mm-hmm. He's completely getting her back. That's all he does. So, again, listen to those serial. At least in real time that we've had in recent memory, right? He is the leader of the free world. Oh, no, he's not. You're not the leader of the free world, but sorry. Well, by default, he's the leader of the free world. Angela Merkel's the leader of the free world, but... Well, he he is the most important person in in the world in politics right now, and he is very vocal. And I do agree with you that this does express a level of exasperation among his aides mm. that they can't mm-hmm. have any control yes. over. Your arg- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your argument that he's not the leader of the free world because he's not because standing up for democracy, he's right. not standing because up for he, humanitarian yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a sort of junior player in a block of authoritarian countries. And no, and the <laughs> people like the European Union are no longer. Hold on, hold on, right there. Hold on. <laughs> So many He's words. not the leader of the free world. Yes. He is kind of a junior player yes. in a block of authoritarian countries. Yes. He's a junior dictator. Yes. What's not to love? He's junior. He's a dictator. He's a junior dictator. It's like Disney Channel has their Disney Junior. 
They're that's not, what it he's is. He's not full dictator. Full. Right. She can't even give him credit to say he is so good. He's a dictator. He's like a major dictator yeah. on the world stage, yeah. you know, with Putin, Kim Jong-un. Uh, nope. Trump. He's a junior player. He's a he's a dictator in training type of thing. But he's not leader of the free world. No. No, 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 no. Um okay. Here we go. And no and the people like the European Union are no longer looking at him as a leader any longer and they're thinking of course not. They see him as right. They see he's instead he's like right, he's part of a block that includes Vladimir Putin, Duterte. He's you know, he's kind of part of a he's part of kind of an axis power. Well hold on. That's worse. It's it's worse than that in a certain way. I mean not that that's not the worst thing you could have said, because it's about the worst thing you could say about him. But well, if he's, he's not, not the leader rounding of the people up and murdering, America. murdering them yeah. without any, uh, you know, yeah. due process. He certainly yeah. like to. Uh, well, anyway, I, 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 hold I it, hold it right there. Hold it. So the host, who I can't remember her name, but she's incredibly biased too. We've called her out on stuff. Oh. They are so over the edge that even she's like, I gotta say something here. Yeah, she's like, okay. I get what you're saying about him being a dictator. And listen, if we were not on the air, we'd be drinking a toast to that right now. But I got to say, you know, there's a, there's a difference. He's a, a dictator in training. It's not like he's actually murdering people and she says he wants to. Where did that come from? He wants to. What was that? Show me the evidence that, that says that President You don't Trump- think he wants to murder people? No. He's sitting there right now wherever he is living in the lap of luxury in the White House or well, Trump Tower or Mar-a-Lago sitting there going, I want to murder people, beautiful people. It'll be beautiful if I murder beautiful people. I will get to absorb their life essence and become even more beautiful when I murder them. I'll murder the best people. I, I will murder the best people. Only the best people. I don't better waste my time murdering the non-best people. Only the best people will be murdered by me, the bestest person. The best. <laughs> Come on. Well, wait a minute, Chris. Wait a minute. Any man who has gone down to the border and ripped children from the arms of their mother certainly would be willing to murder somebody. Right? Mm. He's down there at the border every day, ripping babies from their mother's arms, no. sometimes from their bosom. Then he grabs them by the hoo-ha. Any man who would be willing to do that, Chris, he clearly wants to murder people. <laughs> Can we back that up about five, ten seconds, whatever's appropriate, and hear that one more time? Well, he's, he's not, not he's the rounding the people up and murdering, murdering them yeah. without any, uh, you know, yeah. due process. He'd certainly like to. Uh, well, anyway, I, I, I don't but, think yeah. you can say that definitively. I, anyway, in the show. I do. I don't think you could say that definitively, definitively on the show. You could say that, right? But not definitively that. If you kind of kind of say, "I think you'd like yes. to," kind of ease into it, then I we'll give you a pass. Like it will you. go unchecked here. Wow. Right. You know, maybe at that point, if you wanted any credibility, you say, "Hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh, where's the producer? Okay. Uh, get these a holes off my set. Thank you." This is one of those you as a as a host. If you want any credibility, you can't even gloss over this. No. Try to help him. You get the big lever, <laughs> and the trap door opens, and they disappear. A pneumatic tube appears and sucks them off. The a hook. hook comes and yep. pulls them off set. <clears throat> They've got to be dragged off, and you have to go. I don't know who brought these people on, these strategists. But they have no credibility when you say something like this. Think about that. How amazing that will come from an MSNBC 
host. Just turn to the camera and do the little apology that they have to do, yep. and then look. That's even should, if you believe Chris, it, Chris. If you are, if you are true, if you really want to help people, believe in doing good, as the left always says, and you're a journalist and believe, you know, in presenting all sides and being fair and getting facts. You absolutely have to have some one little molecule in you that says this is crap. This is so far over the edge that you have to say, you know what? All joking aside, I'm going to stop right there and thank you both for coming in. But this is just BS. This is just this is not helping. This is not presenting a fact or argument. You're just Chris. They're just making the president wants to rape donkeys. Yeah, who could say that? By the way, he clearly wants to stab people late at night in uh, in lighting fixture stores. Hmm. What is? What are you talking about? It's bad enough when you're saying uh, he just said all Mexicans are rapists. No, he didn't. You've edited. You've only left part of tape. Gotcha. When you say he's ripped babies, that's all bad enough. But when you say the president <clears throat> is a junior dictator and wants to murder people. Without due, this is what he wants. What? This is not even like a pundit saying. Clearly, the president would like it if the Republicans did better in Iowa, but worse in Florida this year. Yeah. If you have some crazy crackpot scheme, you know that you're asked to pontificate about the election. See, here's the difference. We used to speculate about things like the election. What will happen? The rest of the news can be based on fact. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Except where there is a true void of information, a vacuum as presented by an administration. So you'd say, here's what happened. Here's what people are saying. Here's both sides of, you know, arguments, Democrat, whatever. And then you'd say, we're going to have people on, what do you think's going to happen in November type of thing. Now it's, no, no, uh, they're not even saying I think. They're just presenting their opinion like it's fact. Like they have some sort of proof they just haven't offered us yet. Like we know, but we can't tell you just yet. Listen, we have a document that shows clearly, definitively, Trump wants to murder people. Just stop. Thank the people for coming in. Uh, apologize. Not some, you know, we now official, just say, listen, this is crap. We shouldn't be doing this. And then say, we take a break. And during the break, you go, "Um, uh, I'm going to need the producer in here. Uh, what the F was that? Knock that crap off. That's all you have to do. It'd be done. And it will help them so much. Right. You know, in today's world, if MSNBC did that, they would they would jump light years ahead of CNN. Yes. This is, even CNN is like, wow, MSNBC, you, you got us. You trumped us on this one. See what I did there? Trumped yes, us on that got one. It. All right, let's go to Tom Arnold now. Wow. Another. Deep. Hold on. I know he has some video and some papers. He has the N-word tape. Yes. Well, he doesn't have it. Oh. He knows of it. Oh. Well, we all know about it. No, but you he know. knows of it. He has a show coming up. Yes, on Vice, I think it was. Right. It's coming out this fall. Yes. But he doesn't have it on his show. But there's also a PP tape. Yes. He doesn't have that. But it may be on his show that's not going to be on his show. See, he keeps telling us things like, I got the tape. Yes. Is it going to be on your show? Well, it might be on my show. <laughs> well, he's, he's creating a, a, a buzz, you know. Is he going to be Oh, there? he's creating he a gonna... buzz backstage in the green room. When you hear, 
when you hear this uh, clips of this interview, you're going to understand. So we're going to go to clip one first, then clip number three, then clip number two. Okay, that makes okay. no sense to me. Chronologically but during the interview on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay, got it, got it. It goes one, two, three. We, oh. we, we took these out. They've not been edited to change the meaning. We've just taken excerpts, okay? Got it. So we got, because we can't play the entire 10, 15 minute interview. But I'm going to go out of order because I'm going to make a point with number one and three by putting them next to each other. So got first, it. clip number one. Here anyway, we go. Anyway, I turn on the TV, all right, 2011, and there's Donald Trump, and he's saying that Barack Obama was on board here. And right. so, by the way, Barack Obama, if you know his life story, it's very similar to mine. You, like I, I have a bond. Guys, you're almost the hold same. It, hold it, hold it right there. Wait, what's that? What's the matter, Chris? I'm sorry. Obama's story is just like Tom Arnold's story. Have you not looked into their bios? No, I have not. Where was ba- Barack Obama born? Uh, so Hawaii. Oh, okay. Oh, where was he that ra- one? Okay. Hawaii. <laughs> okay, where was he raised? Uh, Indonesia. In, yes. Okay. Then he comes back here somehow at some point to yes. go to college, whatever. Where was Tom Arnold born and raised? Hawaii? Iowa. Oh. Okay. Uh, Obama's mother, white, father, yes. black. Uh, black. Tom Arnold's parents, uh, white. white. Black. No, oh. white. They're both white. Oh. So, I mean, they're. Uh, Barack Obama went and became uh, an attorney, went yes. to Harvard, yes, yes. Uh, became president of the United senator. States after a senator. Yep. And Tom Arnold uh, uh, diddled Roseanne. Oh. Oh. So, think their lives are, I mean, it's like looking in a mirror. I mean, right? Okay, listen, he'll explain more. By the way, Barack Obama, if you know his life story, it's very similar to mine. You, like, I have a you bond. Guys, you're almost the same guy, really. For, for, no, but for real. For like real. He, his mom was from uh, Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and my mom is from Ottawa, Iowa. Hold it right there. His, hold it right there. No. His mom is from Kansas. His mom's from Iowa. That, no, Doc. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No. That, no. That's like me saying my mom is from New York. Your mom is from Ohio. We're the, the same, same people. Place. It's the same. Is it's, it? it's virtually the same. New York, Ohio. It's exactly the same. Listen. And his mom raised him by herself, and my mom abandoned me. But other than that, you know, I mean, for, for real, like, I always felt a bond because Barack Obama, he, spent, he lived with his grandparents. From, from, they were from Kansas, and his grandpa looked just like my grandpa, for real. Uh, and I hold know, on, their grandpas weird... look just alike. Oh, did he say his grandma looks like his grandpa? Okay. No, his oh, grandpa, okay. both their grandpas look alike. Obama's grandpa and Tom Arnold's grandpas look alike, and apparently they both raised them at least somewhat. Here we go. Okay. And his grandpa looks just like my grandpa, for real. Uh-huh. And I know, if you have a weird family, you know, he was black, and I didn't have a mom, and I knew that that grandpa defended him, for real, Jimmy. Your grandpa, and, for real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his grandpa defended him. And, it, and I saw Donald Trump, who's one of these a-holes that's like, Barack Obama's <laughs> president, and he's like, I'm a rich guy, I'm going to ruin everything. He wasn't born here, how about that? Right. And I'm like, if his grandpa was alive, by the way, he waited until his grandpa was dead before he said it. Because his Did grandpa you know that? Said, Did you notice that? By the way? Hold on one second. Hold on. So <clears throat> Trump waited until Obama's grandfather died before he said, you weren't born. Show us your birth certificate. Because he knew Obama's grandfather okay. would get in his truck and drive all the way from Wichita, Kansas, uh-huh. across, into the Big Apple, uh-huh. go up Trump Tower, yeah. open up the penthouse door, and sock him right in the mouth mm. for saying that about his grandson. Mm. He knew he would do that. Mm. So Trump waited, waited till he's dead. Now let's go with the story about the birth certificate. That's what he did. He would have defended him, Chris, just like Tom Arnold's grandfather would have defended him. Same person. 
if his grandpa was alive, by the way, he waited till his grandpa was dead before he said it, because his grandpa would have said, uh-huh. I'm going to kick your ass, Donald Trump, for saying that right. about my kid, right? Yes. Right, of course, right, of course yeah. he would have. Yeah. And so he kept doing it. And I called Mark Burnett that day. I said, what are you going to do about this? Mark Burnett. That guy's on TV saying that, that Barack Obama wasn't born here and nobody did anything about it. Was this when The Apprentice was on? Yes, it was. Oh, it was. Okay. And so I have, oh, sorry. So, yeah, it's when The Apprentice was on. He called Mark Burnett and said, what are you going to do about it? This guy's saying that he wasn't born here. Um, okay, I don't know why that's... Okay, now, you heard that. Same person, yes, right? Yes, He's just like Obama. Yes, and They're Obama's exact, just like him. Right, perfect, because... Trump is, and that's why we know Trump is such a bad guy. He stands with Obama. He knew Trump was a bad guy, but he and Obama are exactly alike, and they're obviously very different than President uh, Trump, right? Yes, yes, yes. Obama and Tom Arnold on one side, like looking in a mirror, lock, stock, and barrel, walking in step. Tom Arnold and Obama, very different than Trump. Let's go to clip three later in the interview. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah I, I lived in Moscow at the Ritz-Carlton in 2015, the summer, same place that all this went down with Donald Trump. The producer of the, the guy that financed the movie, friend of Donald Trump, Russian oligarch. There's so many coincidences. That's why I have to do this. Wait, cause wait our, a minute. Hold on. Start that over. So he's just like Trump? Huh. See, he also lived, lived in that in, hotel for yes. a summer while he was working. Yes. He stayed in the same hotel that yes. Trump once stayed in. You oh. see. Wow. Well, so in that regard, he's uh, capable of investigating Trump. He's not uh, like him, but he's like Obama because they have so many similarities. Yep. Okay, let's start that for the beginning again. Listen how similar he is to Trump. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah I, I lived in Moscow at the Ritz Carlton in 2015, the summer, same uh-huh. place that all this went down with Donald Trump. The producer of the, the guy that financed the movie, Friend of Donald Trump, Russian oligarch. There's so many coincidences. Yep. That's why I have to do this. Because our lives over. Are the you fact that, the fact that I am involved in such a big deal with the president tells you that he should not be president. Okay? <laughs> For real. The fact that I don't. For real. Okay, that's it. So there he is. Just like Obama, and once stayed at the same hotel that Trump did. That's how he knows the N-word and PP tape exist. Mm. Russian oligarchs there. He gets mm. it, Chris. He stayed in that hotel. Wow. Just by staying in a hotel, you automatically are able to connect all the dots. You know, I have on multiple occasions. Okay. Multiple occasions been to Washington, D.C. and Charlottesville. Wow. I am just like Jefferson. I might as well have written the Declaration of Independence myself. Wow. I think you could claim that, though. I think I did. I'm going to put it on. I've been, I've been to Charlottesville. I've been to Monticello. Have you been to Monticello? No. Okay, thank you. Have you been to D.C.? Yes. Okay, so you're halfway there. Yes. Have you been to the uh, Jefferson Memorial? No. Psst, sorry, Chris. I wrote it. By, by the way, mm-hmm. I think I may have been first president. What? I think so. I've been to Mount Vernon. And I haven't. I've toured the White House a couple times. And I haven't. So I may be George Washington. Maybe. Wow. I'm at least qualified to investigate him now. Oh, well, yeah, of course. You know, yes. no one else is. No, no, I'm no, at no. least qualified. No. So, hey, if stuff like this, the media frustrates you like it does us, uh, stop paying them. Stop giving them your money. One of the ways you can do that is by, first of all, stop giving Big Mobile your money. Big Mobile. 
every mobile company in America is run by progressives supporting progressive causes except one. And that would be Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only non-progressive, the only conservative libertarian uh, mobile company in America today. And what they do is they give a little bit of the money that people give them, the people who pay them. I mean, they're capitalists, but they go ahead and give some of that to conservative and libertarian causes because they believe in those causes just like we do. They give a little bit to some of their partners, 15 conservative organizations, Gun Owners of America, NRA, Heritage Foundation, the Susan B. Anthony List, and more to promote that conservative change. And they also support organizations like ours because they advertise here. So not only are you helping those conservative organizations, you're helping a lot of other conservatives like Chris and I, the Blaze, Glenn Beck, because they advertise on this platform. Patriot Mobile takes just a little bit at no extra cost to you and gives it to those causes. So you take your money from the people who are working against you and you're giving it to people who work with you that is going that are going to help you. It's that simple. They have an uh, unlimited tech and uh, text and talk programs right now for just 20 bucks a month. And uh, you know if you're like wait a minute doc how's their coverage? It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Super reliable for real. For real it's super reliable. For real. It's super fast for real. Chris, it is. And that uh, twenty dollars per month text and talk, yeah, it is for real. Oh, in the words of a wise man, for real, for real. They have iPhones starting at only uh, four bucks a month, various models. Check it out. Just go to patriotmobile.com/doc. Patriotmobile.com/doc. They also have Androids for real. They do, but I don't know why that matters to you. Patriotmobile.com/doc. The offer is valid while supplies last, so call them today. Patriotmobile.com/doc. Uh, or 800-A-PATRIOT. Don't forget to use the promo code DOC and they will waive your activation fee when you join. PatriotMobile.com slash DOC. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the mental health thing, and this is the thing on the left where I keep saying these people are so emotional. They're they're trying to find some way to make themselves feel better. Whatever the issue is, you grow up and you're gay and you feel different and segregated, and you feel like somebody um, was not supportive of your life or kept you down. So you reject um, anything that is not uber liberal. That's all you do. Same thing with Tom Arnold and others. Whatever squirrely thing happened, they're just over-emotional. And Tom Arnold showed that right there. He found one small similarity with Obama. I guess they had a a huge impact. Their grandparents had a huge impact in their life. Yeah. And then, boom, they're exactly the same. Here's uh, the other clip from Tom Arnold, Jimmy Kimmel. If you're on one of these reality shows, you know, the, the crew has fun. There's compilation tapes of me doing horrible, disgusting things, of course, because uh-huh. I do horrible, disgusting things. But I'm also not running for president, okay? Well, and I yet. should yeah. I should absolutely not. And I said, oh, I remember this tape I saw, and I described it exactly. He says the N-word. He calls Eric the hold R-word. On, hold on one second. Back up just a bit, just a couple seconds. Notice that uh, 
it's okay that you do horrible and disgusting things as yes. long as you don't run for president. Yes. Okay, here we go. A little more about the PPM. But I'm also not running for president, okay? Well, and I yet. shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't. Absolutely not. And I said, oh, I remember this tape I saw and I described it exactly. He says the N-word. He calls Eric the R-word. He, I went through it exactly. I said, there it is. He there. says yeah. the N-word yeah. and the R-word, Chris. He says both of them. What's the R-word? What do you mean what the R-word? R-S-B-I-C-T? No, no, no. Not respect. That's not it. When someone doesn't have all their, you know, faculties. Oh, tard. Okay, I don't think that helps it any. No? That's just as bad. What, Is are you going to call someone a tard? Yeah. Look at that tard. Look at that tard. You think that's going to be okay? That's yes. the T word. That's oh. one of the T words. Ard. No, that's the A word oh. then. You can do that. Okay, the fact that you called it an R word right there, Tom Arnold. Jimmy Kimmel should have just open hand bitch slapped him for that. Seriously, now that no. one's triggered too. What words are left? The. No, I don't think so. That's the other T word. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. when I think of going to get some yummy ice cream and what flavors I want, I think, um, mm, should I get something that's kind of more fruity or something that's more like caramel or Ooh. chocolatey mm. or abortion flavor? Boy, that's... Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm when sorry? When I think of that, that thought of abortion flavor, that's uh, one of those are... That's mm, a flavor? No, it's not, nor should it be. In oh, fact... Okay. Yeah, when, when you think ice cream, it had should have nothing to do with any medical procedure, let alone no. abortion. Yes. I mean, that's an, it's an image thing. See, people spend, companies spend millions, billions of dollars a year, if you add them all up, maybe hundreds of billions, in advertising and creating brands that give you the most positive uh, associations. Yes. yes so, example, yes. they'll say, uh, like for a beverage, mm-hmm. refreshing. Right? It's something like, they they try to brand it so when you think that you think refreshing refreshing do you really want your ice cream people to think procedure where a baby is uh removed from a mother's womb in the most graphic and horrific of ways and then killed uh, you want to think because when i think abortion i think uh uh doctors and uh women partially covered with sheets and uh stirrups and um um you know, horrible and blood. And blood. I, I, you see, right? Yes, That's what you think yes. of when you think about Baby it. Baby parts. I think Gosnell. Yes. Right? I mean, all of that goes through yes. my head when I think of abortion. So imagine you're like, okay, we have an ice cream store. Mm. Let's uh, let's have people conjure up images of like uh, being satisfied, like association. Mm. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like uh, then specifically like gummy bears and caramel mm. and abortions Whoa. and chocolate and Again with the abortion. <laughs> See, you have me. It doesn't work. It does not work. That hasn't stopped Nayral Portland. Okay. <clears throat> Nayral Portland uh, has come up with uh, a Portland creamery. 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to create a pro-abortion ice cream flavor. The ice cream flavor will help defend reproductive freedoms. It's called Rocky Roe versus Wade. Ah, I see what they did there. Rocky Road. No, it's Rocky Roe versus oh. Wade. Yeah, that's a bit of a fail with the name, but yeah. okay, it's least close. It was Rocky Road, and it was Road versus Wade. It'd be better, but okay, it's all right. It's fine. Mm-hmm, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But the bigger fail is that some things shouldn't be political, certainly when they conjure up images of medical procedures when I just want a double dip. Right? That's Thank it. Thank you. Uh, can I have that abortion uh, uh, milkshake flavor? Can I have that? I know, right? Can you make that abortion flavor into a milkshake? Maybe a Sunday? Hey, kids. Do you Who want, wants uh, abortion? What do you want? Do you want... Uh, I want abortion, mommy. Abortion flavor? Abortion, Is that what you mommy. Okay. You want chocolate, Junior? No. You're going to get abortion flavor because we're all about reproductive rights. Come on. <clears throat> That's a bit of a fail. But the bigger fail is... That if you're interested in Rocky Roe versus Wade, you can get a pint of it for $9.50. I'm sorry? A pint for $9.50. A pint for for $9.50, it ought to come with the abortion. Thank you. You get a pint of ice cream and the abortion for $9.50. Let me shout back. Nine dollars, and it ought to at least come with a dozen coat hangers. Thank come you. on, nine dollars for a pint of ice cream. You people are crazy. Now, obviously, some of this money is going to coincide, or uh, actually, I don't even know if the money is going to be used for it. I assumed it would. Maybe it is just going to them. Okay, wait. Oh yeah, some of the proceeds benefit Nayral Pro Choice Oregon, and this will help them fight the nominee of Brett Kavanaugh. Huh? Brett Kavanaugh is going to help Supreme fight. Court, hold on. Hold, you, you're mixing stories. No. You're mixing. Like, no. Uh, so this abortion-themed flavor, mm-hmm. Rocky mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. is going to stop also the Supreme Court justice? It's going to help uh, influence. They're going to try to use the money because they if you give them the money, lots of people get the abortion milkshakes. Uh, and you go, okay, and then they're going to take some of that money and they'll, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, because I hear I was thinking it was more like you ah, get the ice cream and then the, the, we got money. the topping is... No, we got money, Okay, and now we could take that to buy signs to go, no, Kavanaugh! Yeah, but other people are doing that, so <clears throat> what makes you different from the others? They may just want money. They get to keep their I, little jobs I, at yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think so. so, too. So I started thinking there's probably a whole lot of other progressive flavors out there. I mean, think of all the different issues there are, right? Yeah. Aren't, there, aren't there a lot of progressive issues? Yeah, you got uh, equality. Um, the, mm-hmm. the uh, you got the, uh, the undocumented immigrants mm-hmm. and Trump building the wall and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you've got the, all kinds of social justice platforms, safe spaces, uh, Russian bots. You got all of these things out there. What other progressive ice cream flavors are there? Um, mm-hmm. I'm so, thinking. Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Ooh. Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. If you've got them, get them into us. Mm. I've come up with a couple myself. Mint chocolate chip on your shoulder. Mint chocolate chip on your because they got oh, a chip on their chip shoulder. On your, 
Wow. Say that? Yep. Pistachio Obama. Yes. Uh, rum racism. Mm. Oh, I will take that one. You like that? Rum like racism. That one, yeah. Uh, not to be confused with raisin awareness. Oh, okay. okay. You get that. Okay. Um, how about blueberry Satoro? Ooh. Blue Barry Satoro. Barry Satoro is Obama's real name. Commies and cream. Ooh, yummy. I'm thinking anything that is not vanilla, any ice cream out there whatsoever, we should just call ice cream of color. Can we, can we, can we call it? Uh, no, Doc. Vanilla lives matter, so I'm not going to give you that. Chris is desperately trying to work in some sort of plantain fl- uh, flavor, but it oh, has nothing to do with these. Uh, I was trying to think. I kind of failed on this one. Something about gay wedding cake. Because you have birthday cake, gay wedding cake, a little bit of a fail, but there might be a better. Something with quilt bag, I think, would be appropriate. Uh, bitter pecan, or bitter pecan, whichever you prefer. Uh, white privilege. Here's Ooh, something that I come up with. Yes. And then something like uh, uh, just Dolezal. I mean, it's just vanilla, but the package oh. says chocolate. So that's what it is. It's is that the same as the Sean King? Yeah, same thing. Sean, you could go Sean King or Dolezal. Okay. I think it like east of the Mississippi, it's Sean oh. King. West of the Mississippi, it's called Dolezal. You got know, they it, do the it, double packaging. It. Yeah, it's just vanilla inside. You open it up, it is just vanilla. Pure as the driven snow white vanilla mm. ice cream. But the package says chocolate. <laughs> it says double fudge. Give us some free stuff. If we claim we're victim, uh, victims, chocolate. That's what it says on the, on the outside. So maybe you can offer some of those up for us. It's a hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Wow. It'll take a while to get them in. Yes. So. That's a good start. All right. It is. It is. I feel like there's got to be something with Neapolitan. I just couldn't work any out. The Supreme Court justice? There's no Supreme Court justice Neapolitan. Are you sure? Napolitano? There's Judge Napolitano. He's not yeah. on the Supreme Court. First first of all, it's not Neapolitan, it's Napolitano. Oh. Number two, he's on Fox News. Um, Are you sure about this? And he's this? not on the Supreme Court. And he's not a judge now. He still I'm uses so that moniker, confused. but he's not actually a judge I'm now. I'm so confused. I thought he was. No, no. Hmm. Not. But maybe you can help us out. Hashtag progressive oh. ice cream flavors. Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Warning. Some of them I cannot read on air. Yep, that's the the standard there. Well, get them into us. In the meantime, if you struggle with all of these yummy ice cream flavors and wanting them, there's something you can do about it. Curb your appetite with Riduzone. Order it today at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U Zone. Riduzone.com. It is a product that was developed just about a year or so ago and brought to market. The original tech and research was done uh, with the University of California system. The colleges there had worked on it. And researchers said, listen, we know that this molecule, OEA, has some potential weight loss effects. So they did all the research and developed it out. And they found out, yes, in concentrated amounts that you can only get in Reduzone, it will actually curb your appetite because it has a natural sensation, uh, an effect of making you feel full. So you're not starving constantly saying, oh, I got to eat, I got to eat, I got to eat. And then number two, it'll boost your metabolism so you're burning more. Either one would be powerful to help you. 
It's not chemicals. It's not some sort of uh, you know weird pharmaceutical they came up with. This is something that's in your body. It's found in nature anyways. It's already in the Mediterranean diet, and you know how healthy that is. It's called Riduzone, and it works. There's the bottom line. You can look it up for yourself at Riduzone.com. See all the testimonials. Thousands and thousands of people over the last year have been losing weight with Riduzone and maintaining a healthier lifestyle. See all of the testimonials. Find out how the tech works. All of that at Riduzone.com. Here's the the simple version, though. If you are struggling to lose weight and want to, if you have trouble not eating all of that stuff you see throughout the day, try Riduzone. It will work. Riduzone.com. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Because HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, lots of people tweeting with the hashtag. Progressive ice cream flavors. People are getting them into us. Some many we cannot share. Many we cannot share, but check them out. You'll uh, you'll enjoy them if you do have them. I got Cincy Bronco saying, hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Kami Red Velvet. Ooh, Kami Red Velvet. Mm, Mm -hmm. That does sound good. Red Velvet's uh, generally a fail. Yes, it is. But this one sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, TJ Toppin saying popular vote dreaming. What is it? Popular vote dreaming. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Chris Cruz with plantain justice. <laughs> that <I don't> <laughs> uh, Joseph saying cookie dough. Cookie dough. I like that. Uh, oh, man, I just have this one. Uh, Jacko Satterthrum saying hands up, no sugar. Hands up, no sugar. That's the sugar-free line right there. That's the right sugar there. for the you know, diabetes people. Gotcha. Hashtag get them in, uh, or get them in, hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Speaking of cream, uh, milk may be one of the only things that kids can get with uh, their Happy Meals if California passes the law that they're working on. Milk will be the only thing? Milk or water. There's a new bill in California wow. that passed the assembly, and it's heading to Governor Brown's desk. He will likely sign of it. Of course. It will give kids just two options with their meals at restaurants. And I don't think it's just Happy Meals. I think it's any of them that is labeled a kid's meal. Um, it is water or milk. This is Senate Bill 1192. It would make water or milk the default drink for kids' meals. Why are they doing this? To reduce obesity and access to sugary drinks for kids. Wow. What happened to free choice? <clears throat> wow. The American Cancer Society has been pushing this. Why? See, this is because they say this stuff leads to cancer. Oh, okay. This is what's so funny. All those years where, I mean, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, when <clears throat> we would donate things to like the American Lung Association, the American Cancer Association, any of these charities, and we knew they were doing, it's the American Cancer Society. They're out there fighting against cancer. They're working on you know, developing um, cancer cures. They're helping people with cancer. It's a great cause, right? Many of them were progressives. Or certainly have become. All of those years, who would have thought charities like that would be progressive? Here's the American Cancer Society. I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say driven by good. They're fighting cancer. Good for you. But your solution is big government. 
Your solution is more government. Pisses me off that this is, was not better known years ago. Wow. They helped fight this. Stephanie Wynn from the American Cancer Society said, cancer is fought in the halls of government, not just in the halls of the hospital. Some of these kids are drinking up to three sodas a day. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Some of them drinking up to three sodas a day. Wow. You know, some of them are probably drinking four. Some of them are probably just drinking one. Yes. But some of them are drinking up to three sodas a day. She said, this is setting them up for tremendous cancer risks down the road. Because now we know that 20% of all cancers are tied to being overweight. And I don't doubt that. I just have to question any time I see a, a statistic because we know, Chris. Yes, Doc Thompson? 92.4% of all statistics are made up. Wow. It's yeah. a very high number. It is. I know. I'm sure this is one of the ones that are, that are actually true. But, okay. you know, you have to be there. So this bill, we, okay, first of all, the government overreach is huge here. Hmm. And American Cancer Society, Stephanie, let me ask you, which is worse? Cancer or totalitarian regimes. Cancer's bad. Yes. But in a free country, you have at least have the option of buying treatments and people working on treatments. In a dictatorial government, you have none of those. So you have cancer, plus you also have torture and rape and murder. So clearly worse. But you support this big government overreach on top of it is it going to help is it going to help chris is there any parent who goes well you have to drink that milk or water now it's out of our hands it may influence a little bit where a parent would go not understand they have other choices that it's just the default so a little bit But the bill still allows parents to order other things. They're not going to be arrested if you give your kid Coke. So if you order a meal like this at a restaurant and they're like, do you want milk or water? And you're like, can I get a Coke with it? The restaurant's going to say, sure. Yes. In other words, so on the menu, theoretically, and even from the wait staff, they will say milk or water. On the menu, it'll say you can get a cheeseburger and you'll get fries or whatever comes in the meal, milk or water. Okay. So you order. I'll have a cheeseburger, fries, and a milk, sometimes people say. Sometimes people are going to say, can I get a soda with that instead? And the waitress is going to say, yep, yes. Or the waitress is going to go, they'll have the Happy Meal or whatever. Okay, um, cheeseburger then. Do you want fries or apples? Because they have that on McDonald's menus. Um, And what do you want to drink? Do you want milk or water? Uh, Soda. They're going to say, can I get a soda with it? And as soon as they know they can, this is over. Done. So for... A month or so. Yep. Maybe people are, and then they're going to start asking, can I get a soda with it? They still want the soda. That's what this really comes down to. So what's your next step? Stephanie Wynn of the American Cancer Society. Ban it. Ban soda from being given to children. Is that the next step? What about everything else with sugar? What about sugar? <laughs> Why stop that soda? Right. Just stop by sugar. And uh, are you going to stop at restaurants? No. Supermarkets. Can't sell any of that stuff. And then, you know what? 
Should we even be selling this stuff to somebody with a child because they may be so irresponsible? Mm. Think about that. Come on, Doc. That would never happen because uh, okay. we'll allow parents to make sure they're... Really? Okay. Um, you're not allowing them at restaurants. So then you ban it all together. Kids cannot have sugar. Okay. Got it. Are you going to go into people's houses? Will neighbors report neighbors? Will cousins report cousins? I have reason to believe. And then is a certain amount? Can they have some sugar sometimes as a treat? And what is the limit? Are you prepared to do this? And don't give me this crap. Oh, now you're being extreme. No, because the stuff you're talking about right now was extreme 30 years ago. People like me joked on the air that sometime they would be like saying, oh, you can't have soda meals at restaurants. It was that extreme. Oh, that'll never happen, Doc. They'd never do it. They're doing it in California. And if California does it, get ready, New York. It's coming to you. And if New York did it, hello, people of Illinois. It's happening to you. And if Illinois does it, so on and so on and so forth. It may not make every state, but there's going to be a bunch that do it. It's the slow, steady drip of socialism. The slow but steady eroding away of your choice. Think about that word for a moment. Choice. Choice. Parents do not have the choice or will not, as soon as the governor signs this, will not have the choice in California to give their kids anything other than water or milk as part of the menu. They won't have the choice beyond water or milk. But those same parents can have that child aborted. Why can they not have the choice of soda? Because soda may, as stated by Stephanie Wynn, down the road may lead to them being overweight, which could lead to them being at greater risk of getting cancer. Does it mean, Chris, if they have six sodas a day and get really fat, does it mean they're going to get cancer? No. No. If I abort you, does it mean you're going to die? Yes. Yes. Son. Talk about straining at the gnat and swallowing the camera. They're so desperate to protect these children that they don't care about the kids that are being aborted every day. There's a movie coming out. I think it's next month called Gosnell. Yeah, next month. Mm -hmm. Yes. About Dr. Kermit Gosnell, the doctor, the late term abortion doctor, I think it was in Philly. He was East Coast anyways. And the bizarre practices that he held, the extreme cases of abortion that, by the way, a lot of people still supported, even when they heard the, the details, late term, term, full term abortions. But. We can't give kids a soda pop. The government's got to make sure you're not doing that. How crazy have we gotten? How upside down are things? It's one thing to say, Doc, we've just got to keep progressing when it comes to things like the government watching what we eat. Okay, I don't agree with it, but at least I understand where they're going. How do you put that next to abortion, you dingbats? You don't see that? That's not even a part of it? Wow, this is frustrating. How about making the choice? Doing the right thing on your own. That's not a part of it. Listen, I get all this stuff too. I have struggled in my senior years with weight gain. 
something I, I would love to have nothing but bad food all the time. It's easy and it's yummy. I get it. This is something I've struggled with. So I understand. And I want to make sure my kids, we try to make them eat healthy. Yeah, we give them some treats now and then. Cubby would eat nothing but sugar. I've never seen a kid like this. He would, he's like a, like a fly. Just sugar. Seriously. He's like an ant. He's like ODing on sugar. So I get it. I get the struggles with this stuff. And I get protecting your kids. But that's up for, to parents to decide. And if you're somebody that struggles like I do, try and eat healthy and uh, try and get your kids to eat healthy, I've got a solution for you. And that is Minostalgia Wild Rice at blazewildrice.com. If you go to blazewildrice.com, you'll see this only native North American grain. It's the only one native to North America. It's more of a seed than a rice. It's not your traditional just carbs and nothing else rice. A lot of rices are that way. They're just carbs. This is more of a seed, so it's almost a complete protein. How many rices do you know that have that much protein? Uh, I know none of them until you Until me. told you about this, right. It's naturally gluten-free, so if you have sensitivities, you don't have to worry about that. It's got trace minerals and vitamins in it. You are going to be so thrilled to know that your kids are eating healthy like this. But what's even better? It's so yummy. It has a better flavor than any rice out there. It is so good. Just a little butter, salt, pepper, garlic, Speci- onions in it, something like that. Especially awesome. if you use their seasoning. If you I use still haven't seasoning. tried their seasoning. If you use their seasoning on their rice, I don't know how, but it works. I'm going to make a point to try this now. You got me hooked now. It's I so had some good. over the weekend. I made a bunch up. And when I made it, I just threw some vegetables in the... You want to talk about lazy? I actually threw vegetables in the pan halfway through the cooking process. Just so it'll cook it all together. So they all just cooked together, took it out, <laughs> salt, pepper. I was done, and it was awesome. Have you tried with soy sauce? I have, because I've done like more of an Asian slant okay. to it, too. So does it work? Yes, it does. <laughs> Go to blazewildrice.com. Sorry. Blazewildrice.com. That's blazewildrice.com. Don't forget to promo code TRY10. TRY10. Mm. And you'll get 10% off all of their sampler packs. They got the rice. They got the jellies, the syrups, the jams. Try all those edible memories for the Northwoods of Minnesota at blazewildrice.com with the promo code TRY10. Progressive ice cream flavor, butthot pecans. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Pantsu peach. Although I like butthot uh, peanuts better, I think. Oh, okay. Oppressed rainbow sherbet. Oh, Sherbet? Yeah, Sherbet. I don't think that's... uh, Sherbet. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Podcast. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. A very serious story was reported in rural New York. Very serious story. And the the story was so serious that it was uh, quickly spreading all across the country and then around the globe. Hmm. I first saw it reported in the Pleasantville Daily Voice. Okay. But it was also in the Scarsdale Daily Voice. And then the Yorktown Daily Voice, also picked up by the Peekskill Daily Voice. A huge, huge story. It made its way to the Westchester News 12 and CBS uh, Local New York. 
that it was picked up by the Jewish media, the Jewish Telegraph, the Times of Israel, and the Jerusalem Post all picked it up, Chris. Okay. Big story. It was carried by the Jewish Standard, the Israeli nation, uh, National News. It was picked up by Forward, which is Jewish fearless since 1897. Ooh. The Jewish Observer Nashville grabbed it. The Cleveland Jewish News picked it up. Buffalo Jewish Federation grabbed it. Then it was carried by the Heritage Florida Jewish News. All of them reporting this. It even made it to the site Bingo Las Vegas. Wow. If you make it there, you just... Bingo Las Vegas picked it up. This is a serious that story. That is very serious. And I'm just touch, I'm just scratching the surface of who carried wow. it. Wow. Would you say the most important one, the Bingo Las Vegas? I think so. That's... Bingo Las Vegas picked it up. Do you want to know the story? I have to know because I completely missed this. Hope that got everyone's attention. A 71-year-old bingo caller. You know, the person's like, B, 14. Okay. Like that, right? Mm -hmm. He's accused of fixing multiple, multiple games at the Yorktown Jewish Center. No. They have a weekly bingo, bingo game. Okay. And he stands accused of fixing the games. Oh, the gaming commissioner zeroed in on Neil Simon Gross after receiving complaints from bingo players that he'd been up to something nefarious. Mm -hmm. So they started an investigation on the center's weekly games, and they took him down. Oh, so he was actually rigging the games. They arrested him. Oh. Oh, yeah. The arrest report said that Gross quote, violated the rules of, of uh, casino gaming by allegedly changing the outcomes of multiple bingo games. Wow, that's a serious crime. Now, they didn't say how oh, he did it. Man. <clears throat> I mean, Chris, you got to wait till the trial. This stuff doesn't come out oh, right okay, away. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so there's still a chance. Right. Oh, we'll okay. eventually get to the bottom of it. I mean, well, first of all, You'll get to the bottom of it when the trial happens. Yes. And I'm sure this will be, you know, trial of the century, oh, at least a year. This will be O.J. Simpson be, trial. It'd be, right, exactly. Just covered by all. I mean, you know it'll be covered by the Jewish Observer in Nashville. Oh, duh. You know, and uh, Bingo Las Vegas going to be on it. The Jewish Telegraph, they'll all be all over this. Laying the whole thing out. But then when they do the the book, when they write the book. Oh, Remember the one that Kevin Spacey was in yeah. with the 21 with the county? Mm -hmm. They'll do mm -hmm. that because they'll do a movie then. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be interviews. There'll be a Netflix series Ooh. on this. Docu-series? I, I, I think they do uh, full production. Full production. Okay. I think so. Okay. It's the only way to really get inside mm. You know what it's like to be. The intensity, Chris. The intensity when you're there at the Jewish Community Center in Yorktown, New York. Mm. You're there waiting for that next number. I fifty nine. Right? Yeah. That's dramatic. That is dramatic. Now, I don't know how he did it. Do you remember the movie uh Number Something Numbers with John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow? No, but should they fixed a lottery drawing? Oh, yes, I know that one. Yes. The yes, little yes, television yes. station yep, yep, they worked yep. at. And they injected, I think, something into some of the balls to mm -hmm. make them heavier. He yep. What was it? Lucky numbers. Um, I don't know if he did that. Mm. I don't know how he did it. Maybe he was just uh, calling a different one. Different numbers. He's like, Marge is my partner in this, and all she needs is a 59. 59. He looks at it. It's actually a 47. 49. Like that. 
Okay. I don't know okay. what it is. I'm anxious to find out mm. because mm. we need to do this. <laughs> we have to do this, Doc. I used to work at a bingo hall, so we have to do this. This is something that we have to do. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at the what, what is your uh, Twitter? I don't know. Okay. Keith from Pat Gray Unleashed mm-hmm. has just popped in. Obviously drawn in by this very, very important story. Yes, sir. Yeah, so there was a uh, big article uh, recently about a guy who was in charge of the Monopoly game pieces for McDonald's. This was back in the day, right? Yeah, but there was this huge article that just came out that just detailed his entire plot and how he would take these game game. pieces, Mm -hmm. fix the game, take a cut, find somebody that he was... That was the problem, is they were all some way related to him. And they were able to figure it out. But he would take, yeah, here's a $200,000 game piece. I'll take 45000 please. Here, his, yeah. the, his mistake there, because I just saw that come out. I didn't go through each you know, blow-by-blow blow bullet point of how it happened. His mistake is you did it more than once. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And Do it once and you get out. Exactly. See? There you go. Right. It, you could maybe pull off two. Maybe if the people, it wasn't like both your siblings. Yeah, you gotta if like trust one was these. a distant cousin and one was, you know, a former coworker or something, and they don't know each other. That and he was giving it. like a Dodge Viper to some guy. That's the and thing. You never go for the number one price. You go for three and four. Yeah, he. he these were some big prizes. Um, but exactly right. He there were just so many that he would. He just got so ballsy, and he would. He would. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, go go for you know what you should do? go go for the biggest one you can get away with and then be done with it. You don't want to keep um, dipping into the pot, pot, if you will. Now I'm thinking this is what Neil Simon Gross did here. Mm. I think he probably did this more than once. That's yeah, because they said games, and he done it once. And just got out. And just simply split the big money with whoever was in on it with him. If they had just split the $175 pot and mm. called it a day. A, Can I? What's the matter? Hold on. I'm sorry, what was the pot number again? $175. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Hang on a second. Bingo might not be it. What? Hang on a second. I have won $300 playing bingo before. And later that same day, found $100 in a parking lot. That was my... That was my big lucky day. It's finding who'd you split uh, it with? I know. Uh, I, I I blew it at a casino at the airport with a <laughs> flight that was delayed. Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Quit while you're high, buddy. No, you, but, you didn't learn anything. Just that. Quit while you're high. You don't know a good time until you play bingo with my mom in uh, in Nevada. Um, Is it so good that it gets reported in uh, Las Vegas, the Nashville Jewish it did, Observer? It, it didn't quite make it to the Nashville Jewish Observer. Okay. But, Peak uh, Skill Daily Voice, did they a, carry it? It was a good day. Las Vegas Bingo something? The Bingo Las Vegas didn't get reported in there. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. It was, <laughs> that was such a good day. I mean, you're sitting in a room of old people and you see all their dreams crushed while you go, Bingo! Yes! You've been here every day for 10 years. I walk into this door for five minutes Great. and I go home with a jackpot. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, blue hairs. Wow, that's really passionate there. Wow. Here's the thing. You ever seen them play bingo? I used to work at a bingo hall. It is serious. It is. <laughs> you it do is. not mess I played with a couple oh, times. Yeah. I'm looking at two cards lost going, was that G? What? Wait, what yeah. was that? <laughs> oh. And they got 450 cards, and they're yes. still going, you missed an O. Yeah. Missed yeah. yeah. They're, Sweetheart. They're monitoring Sweetheart. your cards. Yeah. Sweetheart. 
You got to get that one. No, you pay extra and have the computer monitor all your yes, cards the for computer. you. Yes, the computer. Yeah. They have a computer monitor? Yes. Yeah, a computer now. It's a little, like a little iPad <laughs> kind of thing. And you just put it up and then you go. Oh, wow. B67. Are you serious? Oh, it's intense, B. man. Oh, yeah. See, I thought when we had moved from the, uh, the, the little chips to the ink blotters, it was big. And then... The magnetic wands. Uh, you know those? No. Yeah. You got the little disc that you put on the number. Oh, okay. And then when you want to clear it, when someone yells bingo, you just wave the magic wand and it sucks them all up. I thought that was high no. tech. Now they got computers. Wow. Who knew? What's next? AI? Yes. Is that what's coming next? Yes. So that's a story that'll be in the yes. Nashville Jewish. Yeah, the problem with that is uh, it kind of takes a little something out of it. You're like, uh, all right, next game, you lost. <laughs> I predicted right? it. You lost, you lost. Hey, you stand up. You won. Actually, it's going to be worse than that. You were thinking about going tonight? All right, you, you lost 16 lost. games. <laughs> yeah, you already lost. Yeah, that's no. really what it'll be. You put your yeah. money down. You lost the game that's coming up next yeah. Saturday. <laughs> that's what you're doing. It's instant. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Takes the fun out of bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Okay. It is. Good for you. Good job. Uh, have you played recently? No, I was just that one time. Yeah. Okay. In I, college? No. It was, yeah, thanks. I see what you did there. Uh, no. What's a town? There's some town in Nevada. It wasn't even Las Vegas. It's called Las Vegas. I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was some little scrub town that just has like... Uh, they have yeah, like, Las hey, Vegas. You can, play, you can play Kino and you can play Bingo here and that's about all we got. Boulder City? No. Perump? Was it Perump? How no, far from Vegas? I wish, man. It was on the way between um, you know Utah and uh, Vegas. So oh, Vegas. it's Mesquite. Yes, I know Mesquite. Yes, there's like two casinos. Wow. You notice it's a rough town, man. I had a problem, Chris. <laughs> I had a problem. <laughs> what? Did I just oh, blow no. you away? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> we were yes uh, somewhere between Vegas and uh, Utah. A Mesquite. That would be Mesquite. Had he said California, I would have said state line. I know where they are. <laughs> Third and fifth. No, no, I know what it is. Mesquite. Is very Were you guys familiar. at the Pepper yes. Mill? I don't the know. The Pepper Mill Resort? I don't, it's a resort. Oh, I no. spent a, I spent <laughs> no. a couple days at the Pepper Mill. By choice? I did. Oh, boy. I did. I was up there with the young lass. It was free. It was comped. It's a good time. <laughs> it was a good day. Hold on. This, I want to hear the rest of this. Tell yeah. us about this. Uh, fill in the blanks. This day. It was gambling. It was a good time. A couple days. Yeah. Did you uh, win or you lose? Well, sort of win-win or lose-lose? Or it, was a, lose? it was a free trip. And I so, said a young lady. Mm, so win-win. It win. was a win. Did you play bingo? I don't know if I gambled at all that weekend. Oh, you gamble. Oh, Doc Thompson. Well, you gamble. No, I did. She was crazy. So I gambled every time I went out <laughs> No, that's with what her. I'm saying. You gambled with her. I'm not talking about money-wise. I'm. A, you oh, gambled. no, I did. She yes. was crazy. Yes. This is the girl I dated that I hated. Yep. I fear that's who it was. I, have you ever dated somebody you hated? Yes. I don't mean disliked. I mean, powerfully despise yes. this girl. That may be a disorder. No, she was really hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, really hot. So she suffered from hotness disorder. And everything else was wonderful other than she was awful as a person. Incredibly progressive. Mm. Okay. But shockingly, she made me sandwiches. Wow. How did and that happen? We worked different schedules. So, so you didn't see each other. So I didn't have to see her except oh. when I was, except after work. Yeah. And then she'd come over and then she'd go to work in the morning and make me sandwiches, sandwiches. before she left. Oh, and they'd be oh. waiting for you. So it was perfect, except yes. she was crazy and I hated her. It was like Seinfeld. Remember he dates a chick he hates? Yes. 
And I would just be like, oh, I hate this girl. I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. Despised. Yep. But you chose her to go on this trip to the desert with you. They were at the desert. We were dating at the time. Okay. I don't think you hated her. Oh, I'm no, I'm serious. Just mm. cannot explain how much I. I mean, think about this. Here's, I didn't know at the time why, because yeah. I didn't get full like. I just knew she was like all about this feminazi crap or whatever. Mm-hmm. I look back now, I think everything she said, and I was like, a "Little social justice warrior back in the '90s." That's all it was. And her sisters were even more crazy. Oh my gosh, did I hate her? Okay, but but the evidence <clears throat> remains. Um, you described her as beautiful. You chose her to go on a trip no, I didn't with say you. Beautiful, I said hot. You're, okay, hot. You chose her to go on the trip with you. She made sandwiches. I don't know that there was a lot of hate there. I mean, no, it, it I seems really like she was, did. She meant something to you, Doc. No, Let's she did not. I, listen, I'll bet and get me a, get my back on Twitter. If you dated the <laughs> chick you hated like that, there was another chick in Cleveland that we dated just once. I couldn't take it. I had learned a little something. She was just as crazy and just as progressive too. But again, huh? And then you realize you get a little older in life that it's not worth it more than a day. It's not a few hours beyond that. It's not worth it. Did she make sandwiches? Oh, God, no. She would absolutely not have made sandwiches for me. Mm. She would have made a sandwich from herself for herself in front of me and purposely not made one. She was so progressive. Wow. <clears throat> now that's rough. So... That's right. That's right. So I would make jokes about women working in the sandwich mine. She didn't find them appropriate. <laughs> what What do you remember, though, from that mesquite weekend? Not much. Mm-hmm. Not much. A lot okay. of alcohol. All right. Perhaps we just move on. Tell you about a movie that's uh, tonight, tomorrow, and the next night. Ooh. An interview it? with God. Oh, yes. That that's comes tonight. Out the Fathom event. Tomorrow night and Wednesday night. Yes. Uh, the next couple of nights, you can see an interview with God. It's a Fathom movie event. It's going to be in select theaters for just three nights. Look it up, an interviewwithgod.com. An interviewwithgod.com. And you can find out if it's showing or where it's showing near you. It stars Academy Award winning nominee David Strayhorn. Strahan. Uh, You'll know him for movies like The Darkest Hour, We Are Marshall. He also played Edward R. Murrow in uh, Good Night and Good Luck. The movie revolves around journalist Paul Asher, who has just returned from Afghanistan to find his marriage broken. He goes to interview God, played by Strahan. He sits down with uh, the mysterious man and asks questions not only that the reader wants to know, but questions he has longed to ask God for a long time. Stuff like is you know, is, is there free will? Is that legit? Um, what is salvation? What's this all about? The interview with God, an interview with God is an amazing movie of self-reflection. It shows our relationship with God and kind of lays it all out there in interview form, which is a pretty cool way. I mean, lots of us have said, you know what I really want to know? And if I ever get the opportunity to go to heaven, I'm just, I gotta, why did, why? How about, what's that about? What is a platypus anyways? A platypus. I know, but is it a mammal or not? Part of it says mammal, part of it says no. It's a hybrid. Is that is that on the top of your list, platypus? Is that no. going to be one of your top ten nope. questions? <laughs> nope. All right. Anyways, it's just three nights, so check it out today online, aninterviewwithgod.com to find out where it's showing tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday, aninterviewwithgod.com. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag, what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. 
not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Bit more of TDS. Another example from Representative Alcee Hastings, the Democrat from Florida, speechifying over the weekend. Now, as uh, there's a couple of failures with this short little clip. The first is the concept where a politician would tell a joke. Okay. <clears throat> this is almost always a bad idea. Yes. With very few exceptions. There are some politicians who can play pull off a joke. Most cannot. It's not within them. Obama could pull off a pretty good joke. Yes. He could do it. Um, Reagan. Reagan. Bust oh, out the jokes all the time. Especially the clip that you sent me. Yeah. He can, he can bust them out. Or could bust them out. Most politicians cannot. So number one, if you're a politician, don't. Even those that can, maybe you shouldn't because in today's world, not going to work for you. But if you are a politician who can pull it off, and if you think it's going to work for you, you should make sure the joke is actually good, funny. Here's Alcee Hastings with three violations. But I will tell you uh, one joke uh, that I learned from Ari Silver, whose father is a former state legislator and is a rabbi, uh, Barry Silver. But Ari asked the audience the other night in Palm Beach County, he said, do you know the difference between a crisis and a catastrophe? And no one held their hand, so Ari answered for us. He says, a crisis is if Donald Trump falls into the Potomac uh, River and can't swim, and he says, and a catastrophe is anybody saves his ass. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Joking about the death of the president. That is powerful humor. Powerful. What's the punchline? I'm still waiting for the punchline. Trump dies. Oh! <laughs> Dead Trump. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, oh. Trump dying. There oh, is. that is Ready? hilarious. Okay. okay. Dead Trump. <laughs> Trump dying. Dead Trump. I could just all day long, Chris. Ooh, stop, 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 stop. Listen, um, yeah, there potentially could be jokes where the death of a president is the punchline could be kind of funny. That's not really one of them. But there's yet another failure. Failure number four of Al C. Hastings. If I had joked about the death of Obama in the same scenario... Would that have been funny? No. Would it have been acceptable? No. And there's the problem. I'm willing to say if your joke about a dead president is funny or the death of a president is funny, I'll laugh at it. I don't care, Democrat or Republican, it can be fun. Um, I'm going to call you out if it's not funny. But I'm not going to get triggered just because it's the president, nor am I going to give you a pass for not being consistent. Al C. Hastings would have been completely butthurt. He would have been crying all over the place if somebody had uh, joked a similar, if a congressman. If uh, John Boehner, Paul Ryan, or somebody else had busted out a jo- the same joke about Obama drowning, you don't think he would have been upset? Yeah, he would have called him out and he would have said it's racist. Of course, I know why he would have called it racist as well. Why? Because you can't joke about black people swimming. That's a whole other thing. So maybe that's a bad example. But yes. nevertheless, if it was a joke about a president drowning, it would have been inappropriate. Would it not have been? Yes. 
Wouldn't he have been like all, you can't do that. It's racist. Congressional Black Caucus would have had to convene a special meeting on it. And listen, I'm okay. Bust out your jokes. How about some consistency, Elsie? Right? Did you see Jack over the weekend? Jack, oh, from Twitter. Yeah, Jack, the, what's his last name? Dorsey. Yeah, Dorsey. Uh, On with Brian Settler. Selter. Stelter. 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 Stelter, sir. That guy, the the chubby one. The George Costanza. Yeah. He was on with him about shadow banning. Oh, yes, yes. Jack was, uh, okay, let me play the clip. Here he is. The president called you out for shadow banning. What is the truth around that idea? So I, I think a lot of the, in the the statements behind the statement and the question behind the question is, um, look, shadow banning is a very widely defined term. There's not one single definition. Um, so the definition that we found that seems to resonate with the most people is, um, you know, not amplifying particular messages. Or if someone puts out a, a tweet, hiding that tweet from everyone uh, without that person who tweeted it knowing about it. So, but the real question behind the question is, are we doing something according to political ideology or viewpoints? And we are not, period. Doesn't We happen. do not look at content do with it. regards to political viewpoint or ideology. We look at behavior. Hold it, hold and- it, hold it. They do not, when it comes to content... They do not look at political ideology. They don't do that, Chris. They are not doing it. No. They look at behavior. Yes. Do you realize what a failure that is? Yes. That's his excuse. So they're not saying, well, you're a conservative, we're not going to do it. But the behavior of conservatives and progressives are going to be different. Different. As I've explained to you, I am not triggered by... um, people's comments i believe in free speech across the board i may not like them and i go away they do not believe in free speech the same way i believe it's wide open they believe it's wide open except for those things therefore our behaviors are different and they are being biased this is the morning blaze with doc thompson on the blaze radio network of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Late yesterday, the New York Times reported that the actress Asia Argento, who was the significant other of Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She apparently is accused of (gasps) hashtag me too or hashtag men too. Oh, because hers was against the men? Yeah. Now, she was one of the first accusers of Harvey Weinstein. Okay. She's one of the first. And apparently, according to the article, within a month after that, one of her former co-stars accused her of the same thing, and she paid him off. $350,000. Oh, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he was 17 at the time. Accused her. What? This was in a California hotel room. The age of consent in California, the way I understand it, is 18. Okay. So he was also underage. Oh, wow. She was 30-something at the time, 20 years older. And he paid her off. Or she she paid him off. She paid him off, yes. Okay, that was a month after this. All the while, Anthony Bourdain was out there chastising Weinstein Mm. and siding up with the feminists going hashtag me too and this is horrible. He was helping her negotiate and pay off this kid. What? Yeah, pretty shocking. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. And we're still looking for those uh, hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. (laughs) And we got some really good ones to share. Uh, Pit Viper has a list of them, but my favorite is uh, banana split up your family. (laughs) Uh, collusion in cream and mm. banana state for Michael. Nice. Okay, taxed enough already, and Steve 42 went down the same route. Chris likes the Steve 42 slightly better. The Steve 42, Peach 45. Yes, yes. Taxed enough already has mm, Peach 45. Mm. Let me hear it. Mm, peach 45. Keep that going mm, for World of Spots. Peach 45. Auntie, Max Gleam, <clears throat> Auntie Maxine's reclaiming my lime. <laughs> reclaiming my lime. Reclaiming I, my lime. I do like the lime part, but that's pretty limey. That's really Lemony? funny. Lemony? Reclaiming my Lemony? lime. Nicely done, guys. Keep them coming in. Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Joining us now, Karen Slaughter, author of Pieces of Her, which is soon to be made into a, I believe, television movie. Hey, Karen, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Is this this is a TV movie? Well, we're hoping so. A limited TV series. So oh, we'll a series, that. okay. But I've got a, yeah, I got a great crew attached, so I'm really excited about it. Wow, this is this has got to be exciting. I mean, you are incredibly prolific. How many books uh, worldwide? Thirty five million you've sold. Yes, <laughs> that is amazing, and it just gets better when they're making the stuff. In. Is it better when they make it into TVs and uh, shows and movies as an author? You know, I like it when that happens and it's done really well, but it can also be done badly. Okay. Uh, so as an author, you know, you have to be really mindful of the team and, and the people who are interested in doing this did Big Little Lies, so I, I kind of get that they know what they're doing. Uh, but it takes a lot of trust to hand over a book to someone, and I certainly trust them, so we'll see. I mean, as an author, you're, you're writing something, and you have in your mind what all of the characters look like, their speech patterns, what the sets look like in your mind when you're writing this, and you leave some of that up to the reader to decide, and we as readers have that. So when you turn it over to produce into something, I mean, if it's a, a very different look, that's got to be triggering, upsetting. Well, you know, I think that everybody brings their own experience to a book. So what's in my head, I learned a long time ago, isn't necessarily in someone else's head. You know, they may see uh, uh, Freddie Prince when I'm seeing John Travolta. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's it's really subjective. But, you know, it's also kind of exciting, and I'm aware that it's a different medium. You know, like a, when I hear my audio books, the reader brings so much to it that I didn't even think about having there. I mean, with her voice, she's so emotive. And it's the same with radio. Radio is so different from television and film. I mean, I know you guys are probably the most handsome guys uh, on radio. Adonis. Adonis does not do it justice. (laughs) It would be really different if you were filmed every day. Right, exactly. You'd probably be in a lot more makeup, right? (laughs) All right. So tell us about Pieces of Her. What's the, uh, the backstory? 
Well, I just wanted to write a really fun, exciting, shocking, twisty-turny kind of thriller, because that's the kind of book I love to read. And so I, I kind of set it with a mother-daughter relationship, and it opens up, and the mom and the daughter are having breakfast in a local shopping mall. And then since it's a thriller, something really horrible happens. And the daughter realizes not just that her mother isn't the nice PTA mom she thought she was, but that she has a, an ability f- toward b- violence. And she's really shocked that this is in her mother. And so the rest of the book is basically her quest to find out who her mother really is. Yeah, I think uh, to find out your mom was uh, somebody very violent would shock most of us. I mean, it would shock me other than the violence my mom did you know, to you? Did to me, you know, with punishments. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that. The wooden spoon and belt variety. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Beyond that, it would shock me. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, so if she hit uh, someone with a shoe, maybe. <laughs> exactly right. So how did you become an author? Tell us about your pathway. You know, I think that it does. you can't really choose to be an author. I think it chooses you. And I was always telling stories. I'm the youngest of three girls. So a lot of my early books, my dad would give me a quarter each time I wrote one, and they were all about my sisters dying or being mutilated or you know, getting in trouble. Or I would get really sick, and they would get in trouble. So, you know, I, I come by the genre, honestly. Um, and, I, you know, I just like writing about crime because I think it tells you a lot about who people are. You know, when something awful happens, that's when you really test your character. Something about being the youngest that uh, kind of puts you in that zone, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 I'm the one you have to watch out for. Yeah, I'm the youngest of five, so same oh, thing. Nice, I'm oh, the oldest. Lord. Yes, we know. We get it. Yeah. The youngest we had to find other outlets. Yeah. We 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 took our revenge uh when we got it. It was usually planned and calculated and we had to we had to fight for every little scrap. Exactly. Yeah. And all because they loved us the most. Was that our fault? <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. That we're more lovable. That's not my problem. <laughs> one of the reasons exactly. uh Karen, one of the reasons I want to have you on is because I, I came across this headline that says from Entertainment Weekly, Hollywood is finally catching up to Karen. Uh and it's really interesting because you were told for seventeen years that your novels were too female centric and it was just delusional. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what well, that's, one know, that's, that's one of the reasons that's one of you know, a lot of people are trying to do things for their life, but for 17 years, you know, and you forget that you sold 35 million copies worldwide, but for 17 years, they told you your, your novels were too female centric for TV. Yeah, you know, and I write about, of course, people who fall in love. That's kind of something that you find in every book, whether it's mine or Spencer for Hire. You know, there's always some form of that. But the problem was the, the, the focus was on two strong female leads. And if you think about it, that's not really something you see a lot of in movies and on television. I mean, you see more of it now. But honestly, just for drama, the last serious drama I can think of uh, would be Cagney and Lacey, you know, a straightforward mm-hmm. police drama with two women leading. Um, there, there were some other ones that were sort of in niche markets, but it was just something that I kept hearing again and again, and it was very disillusioning. And then suddenly, I guess, things have changed. I mean, Gillian Flynn, obviously, with Gone Girl, Big Little Lies, Leanne Moriarty, you know, suddenly they, people were like, oh, wow, women can be really interesting and they can also surprise you and be kind of violent and be anti-heroes and all the things that we've been doing with men for years women can do that too
too. <laughs> and I think part of it was, you know, women wanted these stories, right? I mean, it, it's, I guess it's the same reason why uh, my male friends love seeing superhero movies, because the man is always this wonderful hero, and he's perfectly sculpted body, and he eats french fries, and, you know, he, he gets all the girls. And so women want that kind of superhero thing, but in a more believable form. You know, it's funny, it, when they were telling you these things, it had to be, you know, that it doesn't play on TV and all this stuff, too, male, too female-centric. It had to be frustrating. At some point when they're telling you that, and you're still successful, I mean, you have, what, 18 novels? At some point, did you just say, you know what, I know who I am, I'm comfortable in my skin, I like what I do? Did, did you just reach that point? Well, yeah, but I think uh, part of it is just you get older and you stop caring about the things that were really important <laughs> to you, you know? Yeah, like, that's what I remember I when I was in my 20s, it was, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ever eat cake again. I'm going to work out every day. And now it's like, eh, I'll eat the cake. Uh, and I, I think you just you kind of grow into yourself in a way. But, you know, also, I, I love television. I love movies. And mm. As a woman, I just felt like, gosh, you know, somebody has to catch up with what women really want to see, right? And I guess Me Too, one of the positive sides of Me Too is that uh, a very positive side. Some of the people who were saying we don't want women's stories were fired. Uh, Mm -hmm. So now we have people who are more invested in telling women's stories. Yeah, and I think you're right there. That's the whole, and that's that's our whole take, because you may have heard us talking about um, Mm -hmm. uh, Asia Argento, is just... Let's be honest that, you know, it, this is bad when this stuff happens, but women do it too. It may be, yeah, you know, yeah. less, but still, let's be honest about that. Well, you know, but uh, on the other side of that, a man is more likely to be raped than he is to be accused of raping someone falsely, right? Mm-hmm. So it, we are talking about a small percentage, yeah. but yeah, of course it happens. I mean, yeah. there's always going to be outliers and, and something that like this, which we don't really know all the facts yet. It can be pretty shocking, but one of these incidents, I don't think can cancel out thousands. Karen, when, where can we find out more about you? What's your website? KarenSlaughter.com. That's Karen with an I, or I'm on Facebook and Instagram if you want to see my cats. Excellent. <laughs> and we'll go, we'll go ahead and tweet out a link and post your social media. Thanks so much, Karen. Really appreciate it. Thank you both. Karen Slaughter, author of Pieces of Her. And again, it's KarenSlaughter.com. K-A-R-I-N Slaughter.com. She's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really interesting. The headline that caught my eyes, like Halu was catching up. And think about it. For 17 years, Doc, you were told your novels are basically not worth for being on TV. For the crap that you put on TV, her novels are not worth to be on TV. Come on. So you're telling me there's a chance for me. Yes, Doc. You're there telling is, me. There is a chance. When they keep telling me I'm not right for yes. radio. Have you? <laughs> okay. For radio. I don't know about You that. know the truth is about this stuff, and, and this is a, trick ba- uh, a tricky balance, balance to get in yeah. life, that there are some people who truly are not going to do something. Yes, yes. I mean, it's if you are if you are a uh, quadriplegic. Okay. You're not going to play in the NFL. No, no, that is true. If, if if there is no hope of you know some miracle drug something, okay, you're it's not going to happen. So you can try every day, and mm-hmm. that's wonderful, and it's great to be driven. But save those few examples like that. Aside from those true examples where it's not going to happen, 
if you want to be a writer and your stuff isn't good, keep writing. Keep yes. And for most of us, we're not uh, whatever we're trying to accomplish. We're not that far out of the realm. We're just not as good as the other people, or we're not getting any touch or whatever. Is to keep at it. So here's the balance of deciding what's it going to take for me to really get there. Am I that far away from it? Listen, you know, with the with the right practice, who knows, Chris? You too could be a writer in the next fifty years. I like okay, that. wait a minute. 50 years. I don't know if I really want to put that much time in for 50 years to have some sort of success. <clears throat> Maybe it's only a year. Yeah. Maybe the right people or right timing mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. You don't know. So the balance is how much time I'm willing to put in to grow to become this versus what I'm going to get out of it and what my passions are. Usually your passions are the thing that'll see you through. So follow your heart when it comes to that stuff. But we just don't know for sure. What's it going to take? <clears throat> That's like the um, CEO of GoPro. The people are you successful. The ones who just stay there. So for somebody like Karen, like she said, you get to a point where you just don't care the same way anymore. That helps a lot of people. If you want to be a writer, an actor, you want to be in a band, you want to be a doctor, whatever, just stay with it. Keep going. And we'll see what happens for yep. you. Uh, I got to get a quick break in. Then I got to take something really cool that we have speculated was coming for a couple of years. What? Do I know about this? I don't know if you do or not. Okay. I'm excited. No, but there's been things we talked about and you show the slow advance of technology. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Something really cool coming to this just begun and it is going to become the norm within the next year or so. Ooh, it's excited. pretty cool. Give me the uh, get a break in. I'll tell you about it coming up next. The morning blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh? What a concept. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. A couple years ago, I believe on this program, we started talking about self-driven cars. And it was only going to be a matter of time before they were on the road, and they were very quickly. We knew the um, uh, Google car, the Google Maps car and stuff. Those had been out there. And uh, then uh, you'd get to a point where you'd be able to buy them, which you can now buy them yourself. And now we and we've told you for the last year or so you'd start seeing delivery. Yes, and we see that it's now out there. Yep, uh, a new delivery service, Fry's Supermarket, has begun delivery with self-driven vehicles. So any kind of delivery, whatever they sell in the supermarket. Okay. Yep. Mm. So people have ordered groceries for delivery for a while. I do. Or you can go and pick them up. Yeah. But this is now self-driven cars, automated cars. So how do they get to your house? Do you the ask- car drives there. No, no, okay, but how do you get those groceries into your house? So that means I have to meet the car? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, okay. you have to go out there. Okay. I'm going to tweet out uh, pictures. Uh, it's a, It doesn't look like a traditional car. Oh, because here I'm thinking up. like a normal car. Yeah, no, it it's uh, kind of their own. Look it, look it up, and I'll send you the story in a couple of minutes, but if you look it up. Um, Fry's is owned by Kroger. Okay, Kro- it's one of, the one, one of their brands. And the Pilot Store, that they're already doing it, mm-hmm. the Pilot Store is the Fry Supermarket, 
on East McDowell Road in Scottsdale. Mm. East McDowell Road in Scottsdale. Customers shop for groceries via their app uh, or via fryfood.com. Then you place the order with the time slot available. They're like, you can have it delivered here, 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 because they don't have unlimited time slots. Yep. Orders can be scheduled for today or the next day. Same day or the next day. Okay. It has a flat fee of $5.95. Okay, a little steep. Um, The one that I use. There's no minimum, though. Oh, see, mine has minimum. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So $6. Um, Not horrible. No. Not horrible. How much is gas? Um, Well, it's not going to be $6 to get to your house. But here's the thing that's nice about it, though. If if you are that busy, if you have, you know, let's say you're cleaning the house, you're preparing a dinner party, whatever, and you're like, oh, crud, I forgot dessert. Mm. You know what I'm going to need? I'm going to need one of those cakes that uh, Fry's mm. has or Kroger, a gallon of ice cream, maybe a birthday cake, something with some whipped cream or whatever. Boom. Done. Mm. Delivered at your house. I like that. That's pretty amazing. Or if you're that busy in life, I would say six is right at that threshold where it seems a little pricey to me, yeah. but not horrible. No. You go up to $10 delivery, I start balking at this. Well, yeah. And then also it has no minimum. So that's good. <clears throat> Because that's one of the issues I hate with most of these companies. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you have to order minimum $15. No. How about shut-ins, uh, people that can't get out easily, you know, elderly, handicapped, it's not as easy to get out. Uh, you you're that car. busy. You're sick. Any, you don't have a car? You, Let's you don't have a car. You live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be a little different. But yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, no, maybe, maybe you don't have a car and you live in Scottsdale. Yeah. Maybe you do mostly public transportation or whatever. What does the vehicle look like? Uh, if you think about a drone, a car drone, that's, a, that's the best way I could explain it up. Car drone with suicide doors. That doesn't, that doesn't do it. Let's say it looks more like a, uh, almost like a kid's car. Um, it look, it's narrower than a car, right? It's not as wide. <laughs> I like what the name, Neuro, Neuro. Neuro yeah, Neuro. It's um, but maybe half the width, half the width of a car. Yes, and maybe almost as long. It has two doors that, like you said, uh, the doors open up, so they're like hatches. Think of a hatchback, but on the side, and there's two of them. And we'll uh, tweet out a picture so you can see it. I'm assuming once it gets to your house and you tell it, it opens up and take your stuff. Probably because you GPS. It probably, once it gets to the location, Gypsy unlocks it and you open it up. But well, uh, it probably only unlocks it, unlocks it when you tell it. Otherwise, people come up and steal it. True. You can't just, you can't just open it up. Yeah, it has a code or something. Maybe the app probably, allows it. Probably. Uh, but um, it, it just got explained to me. It looks like those cars you take from uh, Disney. You sit up from the parking lot to the... Like a tram? Yeah. It's it not as like, big, though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like... It's like the size of a regular car, though, but not a tram. Anyways, we'll tweet out a picture. Now, one of the heads of Kroger who got this done gave a big speechify and event, blah, blah, whatever. But here's one thing they said. We thank Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, Scottsdale Mayor Jim Lane, and the Scottsdale community for being terrific partners and for supporting customer-focused innovation. Okay. Now, significance there. Specifically thank the governor and a mayor. Oh, what are they getting? Is there a deal? No. Some communities and states have not been very accepting of this. No, they haven't. They've worried about the safety. Are these cars safe? We've known that for the last couple of years. Right off when self-driven cars popped up, you had uh, some states 
that tried to block them and some states that said you had to get uh, special licenses and stuff. They were scrambling. And I understand some of it is trying to figure out the new order of things, how things work in the future. We're writing new rules and regulations. Just the insurance and liability alone is something we do have to worry about. But the fact that he thanked the governor and the mayor means they were working on this together. And Arizona wisely said, yep, we'll get this done. You are not going to stop this technology. It's not going to happen. So if you want to write new rules or work out some of the potential problems up front, hey, who's going to be liable if one of these cars hits somebody? Yeah. What happens if they cause an accident? Who's liable? Fine, let's work that out. But if your community, your state is not on board, you are going to miss the entire thing. There is money to be made that you cannot even imagine, that I can't even fathom from this technology, from the delivery service Again, not just from delivery service, but automated self-driven cars anyways. But think about delivery across the board, all the things that touch it. Then the support businesses that have to fix this equipment. Yeah. Because once it's out there, you may end up having these restaurants and that own these vehicles themselves. Right now, they're partnered up with somebody else who specializes in this. But eventually, they'll just buy them. It'll be cheaper. So then they have to hire people to fix them. Maybe you start a little store. You'll fix them for them. They don't have to have an on-site mechanic or whatever. There's all kinds of possibilities here. Things we can't even imagine. So if your community is worried about this or not getting behind it, you are missing out. If you are worried about the cars causing accidents, you got to get over that. These cars are going to be out there. It's going to happen. Yes, some of them may cause accidents, but no more than, you know, what you're going to cause or I'm going to cause or somebody else is going to cause today. Long term, they will be safer. Long term, we will get to um, we will get more cars on the road because there'll be more space. They don't have to leave as much space and there will be fewer accidents. We got a lot of growing pains between now and then. And the biggest problem is going to come with the interaction between the automated computer-driven cars and the human-driven cars because we will not know how to interact together. This is, this is the growing pain. Ah, that car acts differently. We'll have to adjust. It's like driving in New York if you're not used to it. People driving in New York have their own way of doing things. <laughs> they do. Outsiders think, oh, they're so reckless and they're dangerous. Nope. It's not that. It's just they know we're okay. We know we can do this and adjust here. It's very unspoken. You have to learn it. That's what we're talking about with the automated cars. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag. What I learned today. You got a lot of tweets. You got Laura D saying, "Oh man, where do you go?" The Harambe one. Oh, this is so. Oh, Laura D saying Harambe banana flambe. Harambe flambe. I got Liberty Law saying open border jalapeno brownie. Ooh, nice. Get a sleeve of clothes saying gender fluid Sunday. These are hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Mm. Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Trigger Pluff Cream Puff. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. If you 
you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. Yeah, I like that one. That one's really good. Which one? Which one? Which one? Uh, wait, did you do that one? I don't know. Did I do that one? You stole that from somebody I did else. Not, no, I did not steal it. I made it my own. They were so close to getting it right. So you stole it? I borrowed it. I okay, will, so you're standing on borrowed. I culture appropriated it. You borrowed it. I borrowed it, yes. Remember, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Yes. You should have gone with steal. Yeah, but you I should have like, done it. So Larky Farkin <clears throat> tweeted out, Hollywood sexual assaulted pretzel caramel. Close. He was close. He was close. Yours is a little better. Mine is it's not there yet. I'm not saying mine is perfect. I tweeted out, Hollywood assaulted caramel. I think you got it. I think I got it? I think you did. I don't know how you clean that up. It's, oh, okay. it's good. Hollywood assaulted caramel. Okay. Because it's salted caramel. Yes. It's assaulted caramel. So, see, I just helped him just a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think. Is the word... Uh, Hollywood works. It works great. Okay. I'm trying to think. Is there a more common... Like Hollywood assault... If Hollywood assaults was more of a thing, we mm, use me too. Yeah. But still, people get it. It works. <clears throat> Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. Some uh, people started um, commenting on Anthony Bourdain and Asia Argento and Harvey Weinstein. Um, Did that play into Anthony Bourdain's death? This is one of the questions people started. Really? Is that the word on the street? Well, no. People are questioning. Questioning. Okay. Some speculating, some questioning. Do you know when these accusations... When did these accusations come out about Harvey Weinstein? Late last year? Or late two years ago. And it was during the late. Hard to remember, isn't it? Yes. It was only last October. Okay, so yeah, I was right, yeah. We're not even a year. No, we're not a year in. We're no. not even a full 10 months in. No. Think about no. that. Because it happened late in October, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So... It's not even a year. When I heard that, I was I had to check the dates because they said October. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what year? That was only last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> those break in October. The mm-hmm. floodgates open. Yes. I mean, we're almost beyond this thing. Yes. I mean, the sensation of it's gone. Yes. Yes. We, nice. had, we had one a couple weeks ago. Who was it yes. with Ronan oh. Farrow? Uh, I can't remember who the latest was. Anyway. Um, yeah. Look at this. It's not even on our minds anymore. But the, the, the big push of it is gone. The big movement is gone. Less moons. Moonves. Oh, Moonves. Less yes. Moonves. And look at this. He kept his job. Doc, he kept his job <clears throat> at so, CBS. Most of it's over, except this is a new twist on it now with <sighs> her. But the other part is Anthony Bourdain. So October, it starts coming out about Harvey Weinstein. In the midst of it... She is sued, threatened with a lawsuit from this kid. She starts working the deal. They settle out of court. The original uh, case asked for millions, I think $3.5 million. They did 10%, about 350000 But Bourdain was supposedly part of this negotiation. Wow. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> so the story breaks in November. He killed himself, I think, in June. Okay. That's seven months, eight months, most. Yeah. So if he's in the middle of this, so let's say the story happens, when was it, June? June 8th. 
Yeah, so early June. Mm-hmm. So let's say the story breaks, or, or you get news, doesn't okay. break. Okay, you're being sued. What's okay. this? I got to tell Anthony. <clears throat> He's a part of this, you know, because we're dating. That's a lot of stress. Then he's helping deal with this over the course of a couple of months, mm. negotiating it. I don't know if it was a significant tri- contributing factor, but I don't think it helped him. No. I don't think it was like, wow, whew, well, that makes me feel better. Maybe I won't kill myself. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> Doesn't it stand to reason, and I'm just speculating, that that was at least some additional stress in his life? Yeah. Remember, this is a person he's dating that he loves Somebody's very close. They seem to have a very uh, tight relationship where they understood each other. You know, they're very unique people. And they traveled, did all this stuff together. And then you find out that just a couple of years ago, and I don't know how long they've been dating, but just a couple of years ago, she is accused of, of that. Of with the, with the young, he's 17. Now he's not like he's 12 or something, no. but. <clears throat> Bourdain is 20 years her senior, or was. Wow. He was much older than her. Yeah. She's 20 years older than this kid. We have fragile uh, fragile egos. Yeah. Especially someone like him, I could see that. So let's say you're worried. I'm not saying he was. No. Just saying, let's say you're worried. You know, she's 20 years younger. I'm looking older. You know, geez, okay. It plays. And it plays on you. No, honey... No, I love you. You're attractive. Of course I'm attracted to you. No, you're not getting older. Are you sure somebody your own age? No. 20 years younger than her. Now that may have nothing to do with it. Maybe it's maybe it's not even true. She's just yeah. accused and settled out of court. We don't know that. But if that's me, it's plain. That question, even if it's not a huge one, comes in your mind. Yep. He's the kid is 40 years younger than me. Yeah. I could see that playing on someone's head. She really likes me? Yeah. Wow. It's just the timing is pretty interesting. Now, if you're her, here's the horrible thing. Again, this may not be true. The fact that she settled makes us seem like it is, but doesn't mean it's true. Period. But if you're her, aren't you thinking, oh my gosh, did this lead to his death? Yeah. Was that a part of it? Now, maybe she knows the truth. Maybe he left her a personal note we don't know about. Maybe True. she True. knows whatever. But absent that, if mm. I'm her, I'm at least questioning. Again, it plays it, in your head. It does. And and, and the deaths are tragic enough. <clears throat> we have enough unanswered questions, even if you've even if they had a disease and you understand the whole thing. But still horrible situation. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Joining us now, David A.R. White, starring in God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. David, how are you, sir? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing well, because movies like this take us far away from the other things we were just discussing. (laughs) So true. Slightly different genre. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, as as much as they, they take you far away from that, but they also take you it's close to what is going on in our society. And, you know, when we made this, this latest uh, movie of God's not dead, a light in darkness, it was all about the dark social political divisiveness that's been going on in our society. And, 
you know, and some of the stuff that's been going on. And huh? You think you, you think it's been dark recently? In our <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing we can all agree on, right? I think so. In the midst of, uh, you know, we try to laugh in the midst of the hardship, but yeah, I, I, uh, everybody's yelling and no one's listening and no one gets along. Yeah, and I think, um, and by the way, uh, uh, God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness is the latest from uh, uh, Pure Flix, uh, released by Pure Flix. I think, David, these are so important because we've got to get other things, other non-traditional now stuff in the media that says, hey, there's a lot of great content that can be had, a lot of stuff that can inspire, that people enjoy, if you give it a shot. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what we're trying to do with this film is, you know, it, it illustrates positive, honest interaction, you know, between people who think differently. It's hopefully done with respect, with compassion. And, you know, there's a responsibility in, in delivering those messages, um, but also in receiving them. And how do you, you know, how do both sides work together with, where, you know, there's going to be obviously through time, people are on different sides of the fence. You know, we don't always agree on everything, but how do people come together and work together? You know, we've, we've, we managed to do it as a country for so long, yet for some reason right now we can't seem to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, wow, this has got, you guys got a lot of uh, names in this that are pretty significant. John Corbett, Shane Harper, Ted McGinley, Jennifer Taylor, Tatum O'Neill. We haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, also one of the cool things, um, uh, <laughs> uh, we have Sissy Houston, Whitney Houston's mom oh, in this, mother in yeah. this. And, uh, yeah, it just is, you know, the film is filled with so, so many different unique things that obviously it hits on a lot of stuff that we're dealing with in today's society. Um, one of the things that I, I also, I, I don't know, you know, if you, if you were fans of the first two movies, one of the things was, Reverend Dave always people come up to me all the time and say, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And what we're looking at, you know, is trying to take an honest, in-depth look at that. Like, is God really good in the midst of our struggles and our hardships on a personal level and, you know, as a country? Uh, Fans of the movie, um, that may be an understatement with at least one person. uh, Uh, Yes. uh, Somebody that I know has God's Not Dead on the back of his car, Uh, on the mirrors of his car. So uh, just if you didn't know, David, on your first (laughs) movie that God's Not Dead, I partner up with, I forgot his name. He's going to kill me now. The Asian kid that the movie kind of revolves around the first one. And we we wrapped my entire car and drove all (laughs) over California, me and him with a God's Not Dead car. And my car got known as a God's Not Dead car then newsboys decide to get all fancy and dress up their vehicle just like my vehicle How so dare they? um yes i am a fan of this and yes, one God. of the interesting uh, <laughs> things that you brought up was god is good all the time but i want to talk about the relationship between pastor dave which you play and his brother uh because he's an attorney that is helping the pastor but he's an atheist yeah, you know, I, I think no Hollywood movie is uh, complete without, you know, a pastor calling his older brother who, who happens to be an atheist for help. Uh, and how do, how, do, how do those two people who are from the same family whose parents were pastors get along and, uh, you know, and go up against this giant where the school is, is, is basically, you know, my church burns down at the beginning, my best friend dies, 
And, you know, and I call my brother for help. And all of a sudden now we have to take on this, you know, it's like David versus Goliath. And you've got to take the school and the, the state's calling an eminent, eminent domain and that we no longer need the church. The church isn't relevant anymore. And, uh, yeah, how does in chaos ensues? So uh, you grew up, your, your dad was a Mennonite preacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How did you how did you end up with your career path? That's a little different. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, uh, if you don't know anything about the Mennonites, I always say, well, the Mennonites make the Mormons look like a pack of hell's angels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, you know, I, I, I grew up conservative. I, I actually I saw one movie in the theater the first 18 years of my life. Wow. I mean conservative yeah so i was like the last person who probably should have went into the entertainment industry but but i believe that you know i I believe that god puts these things on our hearts these dreams inside of each and every one of us and um and it doesn't always make sense but if you're a parent out there and your kids you know have a desire to go into something that that you don't understand wait to see you know my father said when i when i called him and, and told him i wanted to leave bible school after one year where my entire family had gone, graduated, and met their significant others, you know, there was a bit of a silence on the phone uh, saying, you know, Dad, I want to leave, ho- leave Bible school and I want to go to Hollywood to be an actor. Um, wow. But he supported me and he said, you know, David, as long as you serve the Lord and whatever you do, then, then, you know, and there was this long pause in the, the line. We support you. <laughs> but they did. That's, you know what? That's awesome. That's, that's a really solid story right there, David, because that had to be difficult for him. That'd be really difficult, but the message he gave you, and I've had similar conversations like that or had with my father too, where the same thing, if you're serving the Lord, if that's what's going on, then you're in a good place. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, as parents, we hope that our kids do that. Um, You know, that means that they're, they've grown up and, and they have their, you know, their morals in the right place, but, um, but ultimately they're serving a higher purpose. And, uh, in, in the midst of that, you know, they're not going to be thrown off on, on all the things that the world wants to, you know, to put in, um, and bring into your lives. And so, you know, that was a big deal for, for, for them to say that. Um, and of course, I think they prayed for me every day, you know, as I, as I (laughs) entered Hollywood at 19 years old, you know, without knowing anybody. So what uh, what are uh, what projects are coming up next? What else are you guys working on in the future? Yeah, you know, I'm excited. Obviously, when when God's Not Dead came out, it changed the landscape of what faith films, um, you know, in the theaters looked like. And uh, and from that, Pureflix now releases about four to six theatricals a year. Um, we have un- the sequel to Unbroken coming up. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and and uh, we're excited about that. We have a couple other ones. Um, um, just PureFlix, you know, PureFlix has taken off, and I just want to say thank you for all the people out there that have really supported us over the years. I think we're in like year fourteen, and and our latest endeavor has been to build this PureFlix.com, which is like like Netflix, um, but yeah. for faith and family with over ten thousand titles. And and this is just an interesting stat: like between January and August this year, over sixteen, seventeen million hours were consumed. Wow. Um, watching that kind of content, which means that they're not watching this other stuff from, you know, the other Netflix, Showtime, HBO, you know, just that, that, that stuff that's not necessarily great for families right now, but Pure Flix is. 
All right, where can people find uh, God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness? It is everywhere. Uh, hit stores today, and um, we're excited about that. It, it's uh, it's also, you know, streaming and, and everywhere else. So, so um, yeah. Did, uh, please look at them. Check uh, us out. Yeah, so uh, it's at God's Not Dead Film on Twitter, or you go to godsnotdead.com, uh, and it'll be up there. And we'll tweet out links to it and post so people can find it. Yeah, and Walmart. You know, you go to Walmart, your favorite place. And, you're good to go, right? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're good to go. Target, Best Buy, all of those other places. All right, David, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you joining us. Good luck, okay? Hey, appreciate you guys. Bye-bye. David A.R. White, God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. That's uh, Think about that moment, though. You're telling, for, like you said, for a Mennonite preacher, you might as well have said, you're joining the Hells Angels. Dad, I'm leaving. You're, you're Hollywood. It's yeah. everything they're against, right? Crazy. Crazy. But think about that from a, a parent standpoint. Yeah. To say, I also have to trust them as long as they, and, and there's your center point. You know, we don't understand what other people are called to do. Mm-mm. We don't even understand half the time what we're called to do. So how can we understand somebody else? So for a parent like that, for him to say, Okay, as long as you're serving the Lord, that's the center point. That's ground zero. For us, for me, for the rest of the family, it was doing things this way. Mm-hmm. I have to just trust him that he knows what he's doing. Yep. And that's really difficult at that so point. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, can I have this? Or are yes, you, taking you can. This? Nope. I already watched it. Where was I? You didn't invite me? I went to a private screening. Oh, and you didn't invite me. And For somebody who's always bitching that I'm not taking it That's places. why I'm bitching, because you don't invite me, so I'm not going to invite you. Oh, so it was a tit for tat. Yes. And it was revenge? Yes, twice. What? It and was revenge way, while going to see your God movie. I see. The movie that he talked about, Unbroken? Yeah. Me and Morikawa saw it. Oh. September 6th will be in studio. <laughs> Perhaps we just get a break and find out what we learned today. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned either Tom Arnold was raised in Indonesia, went to Harvard, and was president of the U.S., or he's crazy. Either one. Crazy. I'll let you decide. We learned that either murderers at large is not a problem, or the media is biased. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you decide. We also learned that Either respect is spelled R-E-S-P-I-C-T or MSNBC hired an idiot. We'll let, I'll just kind of let you decide. It's it's one or the other. Okay. Okay. We also learned that they can have cubby sugar when they pry it from his tiny sticky fingers. Please pry it from his tiny sticky fingers. Please. I need help. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Uh, I learned that if you take Barack Obama, the name, Who? Barack Obama, uh-huh. and you rearrange the letters, you get Tom Arnold. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> yes, you get Tom Arnold. Okay. And uh, Freedomless Cream, that is my submission for the progressive ice cream flavors. Freedomless I l- Cream. I like it. 
All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Neil, spin of the dials, radio style, Dallas, Texas, Mercury Studios. What, if anything, did you learn? Well, based on your story about the Catholic bingo caller and his shady practices mm-hmm. and my own questionable past, I learned you just shouldn't trust guys named Neil. <laughs> you should not. Thank you very much. I think we already knew that, though. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Let's be Frank in PA saying, am I being detained? Bingo! Nice. Oh, I can't. Oh, that wouldn't be. Yeah. What? I was thinking that'd be a good. No, we were doing progressive ice cream no. names. That'd be yeah. a good libertarian yeah. one. Yeah. Hashtag progressive ice cream names. Get those uh, Lindsey Graham Cracker Fudge by Bob Blah Oh, blah. that's awesome. Love the Bob Blah Blah. <laughs> Lindsey Graham Cracker Fudge. Yes. That's nice. The Steve with another progressive ice cream flavor. Uh, vegan Granola Crunch. Mm. You know how you'll know Vegan Granola Crunch? How? It'll tell you it's vegan. <laughs> Doesn't quite work, but you get the idea. <laughs> TMB Drake saying what I learned today. So shadow banning is like racism. We can define it how and when we want. Well, Twitter jail is here. I come. What is? Shadow banning. Oh, shadow banning. Yeah. Farm Tech Steve. Rum raisin the minimum wage. <laughs> Ooh, that's a little bit of rum. I like that. Rum like that. raisin the minimum wage. Gotcha. Uh, you got GOJ saying cherry oaky. Just vanilla with one thirty-second cherries. Mm, mm-hmm. Al Spock also saying Venezuela vacation, nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars a scoop. <laughs> it's a little pricey. B from SAVC saying climate change freeze dried ice cream. Mm, you because mm-hmm. you get it because it's dried. I get There's it. none no more. Yep. Constitutional drug welfare queen cookies and cream. Mm. I like it. That's an old flavor. That one dates back to the eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got any more? Uh, I'm looking to see if there's any other real good ones to wrap up. I got Saves84 saying Alyssa Milano crazy cookies. Yeah, okay. Jack Osada Trump saying Resist Trumblesome Trump Tart. Nutty Snowflake Crunch. Chunky Monkey Moore. I think that's a Michael Moore thing. <laughs> National Public Vanilla. Welfare Queen Cookies and Cream. Uh, <laughs> stinky. Just put pistachio. Okay. Because I hate pistachio. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly the spirit, but I like what you're doing there. What about Nutty Snowflake Crunch? I just said that one. You weren't paying attention. No, I wasn't. All right, we'll just move on from there because apparently... Yes. uh, Maybe there's some other good ones yet. I think maybe the well's running dry. I think so, too. we've got some good ones. I think so, too. If there are more, get them in. Hashtag progressive ice cream flavors. We'll see what happens with it. Hey, it just dawned on me as I was reading through those, I did not get to those new numbers on procrastination. And that's on me today. A lot of times I can blame Mordecai mm. or you, but this is me for not getting to it. Okay. Here's my plan, though. Okay. Right off tomorrow, as soon as we get on the air, I will lead with those new numbers on procrastination. Can't get a time? Right. We go on at 6 oh, a.m. Eastern time. as soon as we go? Right. Oh, So what we'll okay. do is we'll do the news. We do that. As soon as we come on, you'll hear that open, and we bust those out, okay? I'm ready. That's my plan. I'm putting on the schedule right now. See? Okay. Oh, that is very effective, Doc. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Building America. You're going to like this one. All right. What does Glenn Beck have coming up uh, on his broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network? He's talking about that Twitter thing. That Twitter thing. Ah, very yeah, descriptive. Yes. What is he wearing today? A rose. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today.
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.